0: What is up, Asymmetry? What's going on, everybody? Back in the house from Italy, and before I left on my trip, I had an incredible opportunity to sit down with Jennifer Price, Thomas Herring, Randy Knight, and the notorious Walter Paul. What a pleasure. Walter and I have been associating with each other for going on 10 years now. My first demonstration at the Nolanders Trophy in 2011 was really sort of the kickoff point for our relationship. And on an annual basis, Walter comes to Oregon, visits Randy Knight, and comes to Mirai. It's been a real pleasure over the course of my professional career outside of Japan to get to know this gentleman and to get to share some of the things that Maybe you don't always get to hear Walter say, and a side of Walter that I've come to know, and I think anybody that loves Walter has come to know, uh, was really rewarding because he truly has been a remarkable personality in the bone size sphere. Um, the expansion of the art form in the Western world, the evolution of concepts and authenticity to the art form in the Western world. Um, his student, Jennifer Price had a lot of interesting things to say. His apprentice, Thomas Herring had some interesting things and, and Randy, uh, as always had some real gems of information to drop on us. A fantastic conversation and one that we're really proud to release. Enjoy. Have you ever been to Yosemite? I have not. Have you Walter? Jesus. What a place. What a freaking place. Yeah, yeah, it is. It was, uh, I'm ashamed that I've never been, but I'm glad that I finally made it
1: yeah, down there. because it brought me up when I was in Fresno. It's not uh-huh. so far away. Yeah. I, I'm very happy that I did that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, we went, they got four feet of snow and we we went down despite them saying the roads were unpassable and, and it, it was pretty well ma- maintained by the time we got there, but it was mandatory chains and stuff and I thought there would be nobody there, but it was uh, Thanksgiving weekend, and it was a freaking nightmare. Really, absolute nightmare. There were so many people; it was uncomfortable. So we uh, we bailed out of the valley, and and there's a grove of giant sequoias in the south entrance. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the road was all snowed and closed, snowed out and closed in. So we hiked up the road, and it started raining and it absolutely dumped on us the entire day. I mean our boots were filled with I mean we were we were soaked literally through and through. But uh but it was still pretty magical. It was pretty magical to see trees in like
2: in that setting. In that, in that setting.
0: That... Yeah, yeah. I've recognized that when you go see like ancient trees like it's it's great on a beautiful day, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit more powerful when they're just getting crapped on by the natural environment cuz it's like, "Oh, this is what it looks like for them, you know? And, and I, I was quite, I was quite happy that it was like that. And my senpai from Japan was here and he was pretty game for that too, which was nice. And Taft came with us and he, he really, uh, was a soldier too because it was a seven seven mile hike with the road closed
2: i've heard they've closed off parts of yosemite is that still true or did they they're talking about doing that at one point oh really be, because of tourists and because of the difficulty that they're having you know with keeping it some of it preserved uh-huh. because of all the people literally traipsing through
0: yeah um i mean they close a lot of it during winter just because the roads become unpassable right um but I, I don't I don't know about them closing off sections in terms of access. I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me, and I wouldn't blame them because yeah. it was it was absolutely mental. I mean, gigantic tour buses, just packed yeah. full of people, yeah. uh, and it's not that big of a place. Right? Honestly, it's it's, it's actually quite small. Yeah. Um, the whole park is actually the size of Rhode Island. I read on okay. a sign there or something like it's gigantic, but the the valley that everybody congregates in is is very very small.
2: That's interesting because as an American, I have a view that it should be much bigger than Rhode Island. Certainly.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's really it's a really unique place. I had no idea what I was missing.
3: It was your first time.
0: First time, yeah. Even going to college in California, i because if I took time to go to the <clears> mountains, I was trying to collect, and you just, I mean, that's not even there's not even anything really that great to collect in Yosemite. It's not the right environment for collected trees, but it's stunning. I mean it's still well,
1: I, I didn't see any really good c- to collect, and then that's like stealing in a church. I mean you Ye- you would not do it there. No. Mm-hmm. Nobody with any moral
0: or soul would ever take from Yosemite in my mind. Mm-hmm. But uh but the regions around it there's there's quite good collecting outside of the park. So
3: there's no good trees in Great Basin Park.
0: There's none. I
3: don't see anyone. Through it, yeah, it doesn't surprise me, Randy. Could you speak into your microphone for me? You <coughs> hey, lame bag, how's it going, go. <laughs> Randy bag? <laughs> your bag. dog's obsessed with me tonight because you loves smell it. like
0: dogs.
3: <laughs> your uncle Randy, I gave that Poppy's, dog a bath today.
0: Poppy's Lime's girlfriend or uh, Newton's girlfriend, <laughs> not Sorry. my girlfriend, no, might be your girlfriend too. <laughs>
2: Are you guys picking on Poppy? Poor little Poppy! Right. So you Poppy. They're picking on. Yeah. Aww. he
3: he has a crush on her. Oh,
2: Newton, okay. Newton, yeah, Newton, Newton and Poppy.
0: Newton loves
1: Poppy.
3: <laughs> it's a real thing. Yeah,
2: no, that thing. would be an odd combo. That? <laughs> it is <laughs> a
3: weird
1: combo. <laughs> uh, what would be the outcome? I would want to see the outcome. <laughs> Okay.
0: Poppy wants nothing to do with Newton, and Newton wants everything to do with Poppy.
2: So Newton likes older women. is yeah, what we're does, saying. That's <laughs> right.
0: that's right. Poppy is he no kind of cougar. Uh, She's a cougar. She has. She has. She has a sophisticated charm. Yeah, How's that? Yeah,
2: I so Poppy's a cougar. <laughs> yeah, she is.
3: <laughs>
2: she knows her game.
3: Everybody loves Poppy. Yeah, it's true. Poppy is semi-famous. Oh, I saw that that was Sam Dan's cover photo on Facebook <laughs> <laughs> sitting in his lap. <laughs> Poppy.
0: Poppy has warmed everybody up to pugs that's ever met her. I had such a lowly impression of pugs before meeting Poppy.
2: I did not picture you with a pug. She has <laughs> not converted said, I mean, Walter
3: into <laughs> dog lover. That's no. Poppy.
2: Poppy the pug. The type of dog. Right. <laughs> <With laughs> the pushed in face. That's a pug.
1: Well, this ugly thing is, is called it's a pug? It's called a pug. It's so ugly that it's becoming beautiful. It's like the, fa- the <laughs> fairytale right. bonsai yes. style. That's yeah. right. <laughs> fairytale dog it, it, it's style. It's an ugly hole while well, you make it uglier, and all of a sudden it's beautiful. Just, yeah.
3: <laughs> just as you are an ambassador for bonsai the world over, Poppy is the goodwill ambassador for pugs everywhere. <laughs> it's, very very
4: pugs. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very true. Yeah, it's
1: very true. Yeah, I mean, this is just a joke for a dog, you know, I mean, but but somehow it seems to attract people. And she is much smarter
3: than you think.
1: I, that say, yeah, smarter, I remember but. her being carried <laughs> through the lava flows, although she could have walked, but she was smart enough to, to, to have a limp. So Interesting. That we, we carried her, and the minute it was flat, she would jump down in the run. <laughs> well, you know.
3: Interestingly enough, it was Matt Reel that backed her out of the flows. Was, that,
1: was, was, that was Matt, Matt Riel with was us at that time?
3: He was still innocent Still then. in high school.
1: Like a boy. I remember he, he was in one of my workshops. He was just a boy. Yeah. Uh, Matt Riel was with us then. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I was
0: still in Japan and I, I came back to the United States for a visit and I flew into California and drove some trees up to Oregon and uh dropped him off at randy's and hung out for a few days we were going to get coffee at some like drive-through coffee shop or something and randy stopped to get gas and uh, poppy jumped out of the truck and there was this guy in this big lifted pickup truck with like pit bulls or rottweilers in the back or something and he looked at randy and he goes dude that's not a very manly dog (laughs) and randy goes i'm sorry and that was it. It was, it, was like, it was one of the best interactions I've ever seen. <laughs>
3: <Not> <laughs> well, a manly dog, were not you, a manly were dog. you not embarrassed? No.
0: Well, you should have been. <laughs> you should
1: have been, Walter. If you had a dog, what kind of dog would you well, have? Oh, that's a good question. Well, we we used to have a Scotch Terrier, but they are, they can be very painful. They don't behave and they just bark. And then <laughs> I would have this air gun. And never shoot at the dog, but shoot very close to it so that the dog does something and then then stops barking and and goes away. And somebody thought that I was shooting the dog. So this is my my memory of that dog. And then the dog was also very smart. My father would would put it in her car and then put it out of the car and he would slowly go through the forest with the car. The dog would run. This was a running dog. Mm -hmm. My father would then go up a ski lift. Uh, although he was not skiing, uh, and then the dog would run under the ski lift. Okay, And then, so it was an extremely fit dog. And then we came home with the dog, and the dog would go with the limp, because the dog had learned, if you go with the limp, people like you. you know? they, they would say, oh, you poor dog. <laughs> <like> that. <laughs> so smart, like your dog. Huh? Like Poppy. Yeah. yeah. Like Poppy on the lava flows.
2: Even your dog was an actor.
1: Yeah. yeah, so do, mm. what, do you want me to say something? Was that You've good enough? You've been saying
3: stuff. This is how I do it. Yeah. Now you're warmed up. You don't know what's going to happen. Now you're comfortable, the conversation's probably been going. been recording.
1: He's is, been is, recording is, this is, whole time. Is, is this psychotherapy or psychoterror,
0: <laughs> what you're doing here?
2: A
1: little of both.
0: Now people are going to think you shot I'm, your dog. I really,
1: you know, I mean, Thomas, isn't <laughs> it, this is unreal. Are you, yeah. uh, you, this <laughs> is... <laughs> he's <laughs> shoving yeah. the microwave yeah. Off yeah, You got to that mic face. I cannot, up to face. I cannot believe this. <laughs> you got
2: to bring it closer. Yeah, there you
1: go. Yeah. there Do, you go. Are you already recording this? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and you're you you've got, it's got part of the podcast?
4: Well, maybe we'll okay.
1: see. Wow. <laughs> uh, Brian and I have we have this understanding. I, I, I should have drunk <laughs> two because, beers. You, know? you be in really good shape. <laughs> I got I got a box of
0: wine Ooh, up in the house. To <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get loose. We can
1: lubricate well, this you conversation. Know, you don't want to hear the truth from me. It'll be a
2: whole <laughs> other podcast if we do that. That's oh, great. <laughs> that's awesome.
1: I've <laughs> witnessed that
3: before with Walter. It's good.
0: It like it a good it, it's, it, it, it's your finest form,
3: no doubt about it. Yeah, I'll probably be drinking tomorrow night. Oh, that's good. Walter, are
1: you you're promising?
3: <laughs> I can't I've I been with you for 10 days. I cannot believe they've not seen you drink. How,
2: lo- how long have you known Walter?
3: <laughs> hmm,
0: I met Walter in Fresno in
2: 2002.
0: Okay. So uh, he was there demonstrating at the Golden State Convention in Fresno. And he was like one of my all-time heroes, right? And uh, I'll never forget, my friend called me and he said, hey, you should come down and have breakfast. And I went down and Walter had his back... As I was approaching the table, and I so I didn't know who it was, and I walked around and sat down, looked up, and it was Walter Paul, and I was just like, <gasps> I was so starstruck. I didn't even know what to say, and then Walter, yeah. I, I said, I, I see what you post on the forums, and he said, oh, do you, this is back when the Internet Bonsai Club was, like, still very, uh, mm-hmm. very I would say, in its infant stages. Okay. And Walter and Rainer Goebel had constant interactions and debates about bonsai, which was fantastic.
2: I've heard about this. Yes,
0: it was was monumental. And Walter said, oh, do you post on the forum? And I said, no, I just read. And he proceeded to lecture me for 20 minutes (laughs) on how... Being a lurker is just a horrifically disrespectful thing
1: to do. <laughs> oh,
4: my God.
1: But really? you know, oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> but, you know, Reiner Gerber was very hard for Walter, right? I mean, that was very frustrating for you. Well, i tell was... you the truth,
1: that he was a pain in the ass. However, I knew whatever I say, I better be really thinking about it because he's going to tear it apart. Yeah. Okay, so I better be very sure of what I'm saying. And that helped me an awful lot. So, thank you, Reiner. (laughs) Rest in peace. Uh, You helped my career by being more thoughtful about what I said. But then I really said it, okay? Yeah. And and then uh, that started all these arguments, and now still some people, after 20 20 years later, they want the same argument, and they just heard it for the first time, and then they think they can argue with me. Oh, God, I've heard everything you're saying about 500 times. And I know all the answers. You better know who you who you're arguing with. Yeah. So uh, this old thing, but we have new things. Like you heard you heard that that Bjorn wrote something about the hedge pruning method. Pretty cool. That did you read that? Did no. you hear it? No. What but, happened? Like, like well, like like that's not a very good thing, and it's terrible, and etc. Et and then of course that went viral, and. Of course, everybody is, 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 can has, have their opinion, and I also have my opinion. and I can, But anyway, it's unbelievable what, what sort of messages people throw, throw back and forth. And I read part of it because I'm on travel, thanks God. Otherwise, I would, I would look at all this and read it and find that I think about 95 or if not more percent of these people have no clue what they're talking about. Mm. They think they know because somebody told them who thinks he knows. They, and that, but I, I explained it many times on, on the net. I explained it in, in, in Oscar's uh, videos, and, and, and I explained it in, in, in Bonsai nut and I can explain it tonight. And it's very simple and easy, but they would not understand it. They think it's about this brutal man just hacking very good uh, trees to pieces and ruining them. Oh, okay, so so and then this is the the way this argument goes. How how can you argue with these people? Well, at the moment I'm I I'm do nothing because I'm not on the net when I travel. I don't. I'm not this kind of person who always carries some cell phone and, and looks up. Um, that's not my thing. I, I do work with computers. It's not that I am that I'm illiterate, but uh, I, I don't think it's, it's this telephone thing is good for me. Well, anyway. Uh, I, and then I said, why would? Why should I argue? Why, why should I throw something in? I threw one thing in, and that was this. Okay, this is a, a dispute about a method. Now, this is not something that, uh, that you can believe. It's not like a religion to, to have opinions. Hey, you better have facts. I do have facts, okay? However, you can value these facts the way you want. And I think... In the end, a, any method in bonsai or any method in any other field can only be measured according to the results, okay? What, how, what a the results are they good or not Mm. okay compared to what what is good we can argue about that okay so if if i speak about about uh, developing a tree and getting a lot more ramification in a short time at the same time developing the trunk and in the bar in an incredibly short time about three times faster than everybody else, then I think that's an interesting method, okay? And if that succeeds, not once, but if several hundred times, it's probably not so bad, okay? So then you compare it with others, and it's that simple. You you compare it with others, and he who has the better results in the long run has p- probably the best better method. If that doesn't make sense, I don't know. But they, they, they just went over it and did, went on arguing, I mean, does that make sense to you? I mean, I think it's like... Um,
0: <clears throat> one thing that I think surprises me about bonsai a lot, and I, under, I, I think I've thought enough about it that I have my own hypothesis as to why it exists, but the the lack of willingness to accept that there's more than one way, I, I think is, uh, is an interesting aspect of bonsai. And I think bonsai become so tied up in the personal aspect, you know, and I think there's a lot of uh, pride and I'm not speaking to any individual. I'm just speaking about the art form in general, a lot of pride and a lot of um, almost like tribal belief system that starts to be established in bonsai. And I think it probably at some point starts being detrimental to people being open-minded to multiple methodologies and, and the benefits of those multiple methodologies. Cause you know, I, I, I honestly have never been to your garden. It's a place that I aspire to get to sooner rather oh, than you later. You missed something. I know I'm. I know, look. I know, and I've never been to Germany. Honestly, I'm half German. Oh come on! Uh, I haven't. Oh come on! I how, haven't. How can I take you for serious? I know. I know. <laughs> see, see. I had to come clean about Yosemite, and and now I'm coming clean about. I've never. Yeah, I've never been to Germany, and I, and I really do want to go see your garden at some point in the near future, but. Um, I would love to come and see it for myself and formulate, you know, my own opinions about deciduous technique and stuff and and all of the other things. But but uh, I I do think that there is more than one way and there's more than one aesthetic and there's more than one uh, manner and method and there's more than one goal in bonsai. There's not a there is not a formula. There's not a concrete expectation. There's not a right or a wrong. And you can look at one technique produces this result, another technique produces this result, well, both of those producing different results might cater to two different aesthetics and two different thought processes about what's right. And I think that's part of accepting the fact that it's a very diverse art form with a lot of different people thinking about a lot of different things and, and applying those things in ways. And it's tough to think that there has to be this uh, debate about what's right and wrong. I mean, I, I'm not familiar with what's happening online. I really don't use technology anymore. I have, I have a staff that well, does that. maybe you shouldn't. Well, I don't. <laughs> well, I don't for that exact well, reason. It's just yeah. debating online and, you know, it's not... Mm-hmm. Um,
2: well, you, you said something interesting. Is it about bonsai as an art form or aesthetics or technique, Right. And so people get very caught up in this this aesthetic. Is it either Japanese or is it? But are you really looking at it? You know this what Walter's talking about. The hedge pruning is a technique. Mm. You know, and it's not an aesthetic. You know, he's not trying to completely finish something, finish a tree, and have it be an aesthetic thing. But, you're simply showing a technique. But you
1: have not watched what they write. They I do speak about styling all of a sudden. Correct. I mean, they should speak about cutting and the effect. No, they speak about naturalistic styling and how bad that is or how good that is, and they're taking sides. Hey, this is not about taking sides. I mean, we speak about a technique. No, they don't. And another thing that you mentioned is about these fa- family things sort of, you have to take, why do you have to take sides? Right. I mean, I think that's, and, yeah, that's exactly, my observation, that's the question, right? Yeah. Why do you my, have to take a side? My observation in this bonsai world is that some of these so-called big names have disciples. Of course, they have students, and they have their, their, their friendly group, which is okay, but I know practically all of them, and and with every single one I can speak and do a reasonable conversation, and 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 maybe with some some less than others, but usually I can. But with the disciples, that's different because they are sort of more furious about defending their master. I have told my the, the, those that I could get a hold of, get out of this discussion. Please do not try to help me. Please do not defend me. This is not good. Not good for for me and not good for you and not good for the overall uh, art mm. because that only causes another war. Mm. Well,
2: and the problem with the internet is everything devolves so quickly.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it explodes. It goes viral. And it, it goes it, it goes the totally wrong direction. And then, of course, my name is mentioned in every other post. So, so everybody waits for Walter to jump in. I was like, God... Oh, no, oh, no, <laughs> no, I would rather not hear it. But then uh, one day, I, then I, then they, they forced me to again explain it. Hey, I've explained this about 50 times. Do I really have to sit down to explain it to you again? And then I do it, and then I realize they can write, but not read, because I explain it, I write it down. And two pages later, they write things that totally contradict, re- contrary to what I write because uh, they write what they believe not what I wrote so this is not only bonza this is the way people are but that that that's not always fun
0: I mean I think there's a few points there though I mean I think it's I think it's hard to say that there's a technique that exists without considering aesthetics so I would throw that argument out there where mm-hmm. a technique is applied for an aesthetic Purpose in my mind and bonsai. I don't think that they are separate in any way, shape, or form. Function and aesthetics is an
1: aspect of everything we do to these trees. Yes, but if I if the aesthetics is about getting uh, ramification, getting density, it does not really matter whether I speak about a classically style tree or a naturalistic style tree or whatever. You, know, you understand? I, they, they I should, do. That I understand so so there's a, there's a, some not, not that and they're discussing really the wrong things the problem is that an awful lot of people do not have not much education in how to discuss things and how to have different views they think a different views is sort of a fight instead of understanding that it's a very normal way of speaking about things. If we're all of the same opinion, I would be worried.
4: Yeah. The world would suck. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I, I totally agree with that. But I, And I also think, you know, the internet,
0: as much as it does sort of fan the flame of, of contention and controversy, it's very difficult to deny the fact that bonsai is evolving at a far more rapid pace now than ever before in the history of bonsai as a result of the internet and the rapid exchange of information and visual proof, if you will, reinforcement or visual, you know, presentation of the art form so that you can access trees and approaches and species and concepts from every single location in the world now. At, at the touch of a button. I mean, it's it's really quite easy to be inspired by bonsai now, maybe more than ever before. And I mean, you you really started this in my mind with your website long ago. I mean, 2000 to 2004, I was in college, and I I would very frequently sit out on a Friday night kager to uh, enjoy just kind of checking out your website because it was the only place you could go. To see a gallery of trees that had an evolution to them so you could see how they were built from the bare bones to the tree that they had become and the, the processes that you had gone through and I mean that was pretty monumental for me as, a, as a, a passionate bonsai hobbyist and somebody who wanted to make bonsai a bigger part of my life but there, that information was never available until your website really.
2: I asked uh, I asked Walter about that because I asked you you know when did your progression pictures start when did you you know begin all of that and that was very early on
1: I I started it because before the internet came before digital cameras were uh, the, uh, the following background first of all I'm almost moved to di- to tears that Ryan Hill would say something like that <laughs> okay yes but the truth is I put. Half of my life into this. Yeah. Now that you, and because that's the only way to get these progressions. I remember in about 35 years ago read, reading the bonsai Bibles, Old Testament, New Testament, Janaka 1, Janaka 2, 20 times, tore it to pieces. And I was extremely impressed about the very, I think it was part two. In the very end, there were a few. Uh, pictures about how the tree looked in what 1955 10 years later and i studied these so carefully and then uh, i thought i must do this I'm, I, I i already did know how to photograph but i must be much better than that and then another guy uh, uh, said that i should write articles for a magazine and i better take pictures of my trees Every time I start something, because you never know in ten years whether in ten years that would not be a historical picture. Mm. So I did that from then on. Thank you very much for for asking me to do that. And then I had a, a big uh, collection of of pictures uh, uh, around the year two thousand already, when the internet caught on. But it still was more verbal. We we couldn't even show pictures at that time. Right. And about two one or two or this started somehow. And then I could convert uh, all these—they uh, these, were f- uh, photographs—into digital format by by some machine, and they were lousy f- pictures, but they were good enough for that time. And I had my first progressions. And then, of course, with 2005, I got my first real good. Now, 2001, I got I got a small uh, Nikon Coolpix, which was already a pretty cool, cool camera at that time. Then I got my Nikon D- D50, no D70, and that that when that's when it really started. And and then it got. Better and better, and and if I look through this my photographs, to me I can clearly see, wow, what a progression as a photographer. And by now my photographs, I really start actually liking because I was always wondering why does somebody else make clear pictures than I do, and now all of a sudden mine are pretty clear. I mean, anyway, I'm very happy. I have about fifty thousand to hundred thousand photographs to show, and it would be terrible if I'm not here. Around and nobody knows about these photographs or where they are, mm. and, and now I can show all these progressions, and all the almost maybe too much intimidating people because I, for example, I started um, Instagram exactly. 11 months ago and I showed three to five photographs every single day. Okay? And I do the sim- same on Facebook. So that's, that's a lot of photographs and a lot of fro- progressions and they think they've seen it all. No, that's only a tiny percentage. Anyway... I do get some people like you. Thank you very much for saying this. Who who get a lot out of that, mm. and even if they only see what I did wrong, because I I mean, 20 years ago I I was I thought of course that I knew everything. Now in hindsight, I did, I knew nothing. Now I hope to to live another 20 years to be able to say in the year 2019 I thought I knew everything, but now is understands then I'm still progressing. Well, anyway. Uh, I have learned this uh, through pictures, and and that's what the internet is all about nowadays. And I will certainly continue this. Hmm. And I mean, before
0: before that resource existed and whatnot, how did you, when you first?
1: I mean, when did you first begin bonsai? About forty, more than forty years ago. Uh, like there was an 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 ad in the in in, in a local newspaper in in Munich, Germany about a bonsai, no, a garden center having, showing bonsai. And I've heard the term bonsai and I knew vaguely what it was. And I was a very keen gardener at that time already. I had vegetables and, 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 and flowers and an alpine garden. So I was pretty good in gardening at that time. So that interested me. And I, I went to this and I said, God, whew, this, is, this is incredible. Is This is impossible. And, and then I, I, how is this done? And then I realized this has a lot to do with gardening, Good. Then it has to do with art. Good. I grew up in an artistic family. You know, arts. We, we spoke about art at breakfast. There was artists and lunatics left and right in my family. <laughs> uh, in, in, and I, at one point, I thought I, I want to do what my grandfather became a painter. Okay. St- started drawing and all this. And, so, and then my father said, no, no, don't do this. It's a, it's a snake pit. You, you don't, and then you will be poor forever. <laughs> anyway, then, then I realized it has to do with other things like access to material, because then I learned, I I bought a book, and it said that there are trees in the mountains, and then somebody collect. I came from, I know exactly where these trees are, and I'm a gardener. So I went there, and I got them, and I collected them, and I even kept most of them alive, and then I had no clue what to do, because my trees look so different from what the book does. So, and then I went to Bonza Center Heidelberg, where all these experts were, and said, okay, this is my problem. I have this great trees, here's one. Uh, how do you get from here to here? And they gave me a lot of foam, and I realized they know even less than I do. So I just tried, and by trial and error, somehow I got something which was pleasing, and then took photographs. And then, So I've, I had the most silly photographs in the beginning of, of, of the, the biggest crap uh, and and. and and interesting enough, twenty years later, that was pretty good. <laughs> so thanks, thank you. I mean, I, I, I would not take a photograph anymore. But anyway, this is a sort of is the history of how that goes. Hmm. And, and I am totally self-taught because at that time there was nobody around. Hmm. And then there was John Naka visiting Bonza Club Germany for the big convention, and he and he they gave him the the, the last material that you would ever want uh, like a stick uh, with two branches Uh, I mean totally impossible so he had nothing better to do than just rip it off and so show us how to do sorry I thought this is Wow! Okay. So I went to my garden and the char is all over. So so this is how we learned. You know, mm. I mean, it's, it's very funny. Because there was nobody and all of a sudden one day I was the one that everybody came to and I was the guru. So so that's how that and one thing came to that. The one thing I think it, it's a very important if you really want to be serious. You should not stop there. If everybody comes to you because the, you're the guru, that's not the end, but that's the start. Because then, oh, I cannot be all that bad, but this is a good start to get much better. Never be satisfied with what you do, otherwise you're not going to get better. Hmm. Do you
0: ever get tired of the controversy that surrounds your approach?
1: Well, I'm. It's you would be surprised. Uh, many people from the, these controversies... Um, Think that I'm a controversial sort of character. I'm married with the same woman since fifty-one year. I'm with her since more than sixty years, and and she's a very straightforward, normal sort of woman. Okay, and she's no a no nonsense person. It can only be that I am, am I'm able to compromise. Otherwise, that would not happen. Okay, and I and I can I certainly accept other other opinions. I may be sometimes a bit quick of, of the way I speak and a bit direct, very direct. Well, that's my my, my culture. We we say, we say the truth, but more than than other uh, cultures. But anyway, I I'm, I would always accept that somebody else has has, has, a, has another opinion. But mm. but somehow my image is that I do not do that, which mm. is wrong. Mm. Okay, it's not that I'm running around and say my method is the only one and the best. No, I say, hey, I've discovered something. I share it with you, you know. I don't get nothing for that. I share it with you, and 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 why why don't you look at this? And then they think Walter is telling us again that he is the best and he knows everything. I don't. I I thought I thought I'm always shocked when 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 this controversy starts. That was not my intent. I, I for free wanted to show you something, and then they start fighting with me and with everybody fighting with with each other. So so it is. On the other hand, uh, it's, I don't really love to fight, but if I have to fight, I can fight.
2: Mm. Okay,
1: and if you step on my toes, I hammer you in the in the stomach. Okay, mm. uh, so so and and then ask questions later. So this is how we grew up in the mountains. Okay, so so then of course. Uh, uh, but but not to the to the bitter end. Uh, and then when I was young, I learned very early in kindergarten: you never hit hit uh, hit the minors nor the girls ever. Okay. So then, of course, I mean that's that sounds very arrogant in in, in this internet thing. When you see how many people are discussing, I mean how how, how lit how much do they know compared to what I do do or what I have learned over forty years? So for, for how why would I hit on these guys? It's, I I don't but somehow uh i did more in the old days that's true with Rana goebel you mentioned that Rana goebel was really irritating me i mean not it was really making me very angry because a lot of this was unfair and not called for and and, he, and i always sat back a bit but w- once in a while i exploded and and it was good so and and uh, in the very end I I have stopped this. I don't. I don't. When when I feel, uh, I very often catch myself reading something, and then I know very quickly what how to respond, and then I'm it done, and then I. <laughs> and, get and say, it out. and say, tomorrow, tomorrow, I look at it again, yeah, yeah. and then tomorrow, next morning, I can say, okay, the, the discussion went on and on, and somebody else said something like that. So, 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 I'm, maybe it's 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 old age. I'm I'm sort of I'm just watching this, but uh, but it is that I can live with that. Some people would be so irritated that they give up. Was I uh, have a lot of friends who are good in bonsai and don't look at the internet anymore because they simply cannot stand all this hick Mm-hmm. I said, well, it's not that I really enjoy it, but I read. It. It's 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 sometimes entertaining, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I and I'm you would not believe uh, the, the, how <laughs> how I work because people think I'm surrounded by assistants now I work totally alone in my garden he, Thomas is in my garden sometimes but not very often so I totally alone and then I never leave my property because everything I want to buy I buy from the internet I only see my wife she's not really interested in bonsai so I go to the internet and there I get my entertainment and then i read that and then I go out and do something and, and maybe think about what's, what's going on up there so that's that's how I see it I'm quite relaxed about it and I love the one thing part of this discussions as controversial as you are made me famous you, you wouldn't believe how often my name was was mentioned over the internet in the past 20 years unbelievable and, and, and also very often in a very negative way but it did not hurt me hmm. where are the others okay so so in the end it's it's also a question of saying okay yes, you have a right for an opinion, but I also have a right. But who is more right? I mean, who is more important? Well, it's a difficult question, but is, it, is not, there not a chance that the person who has 40 years of experience uh, seriously looking at things should know a bit more than one who looked at this for five, five minutes? Mm. And that's what, what mo- many of them do. And, and one of the things that's commonly brought up in terms
0: of your approach and stuff is, um, you know, and I've asked you this before, have you ever been to Japan? And I, I, I know that you haven't. And I think people often wonder with the evolution of your aesthetic and approach to bonsai, was there never a curiosity to go to Japan and see that in person or or um, have that experience? I mean, uh, what where, where where does that
1: conversation exist for you? Well... In the very beginning, I was thinking that I am practicing a Japanese art form. And of course, there was curiosity, and I did read about many things which uh, around bonsai, Japanese gardens, suiseki, and all this thing. And I was interested, but at one point, let's say around the year 2000, I realized that I'm not really doing Japanese bonsai. I'm doing my own thing. And then... I was less interested, um, uh, but still looking at pictures and speaking to people. So, yes, I was never in Japan, but I had a lot of contact with people who have been there. And I've seen a lot of trees that came from Japan. And I I can see pictures, okay? I know in person, you must be there in person. I know that. But anyway, I mean, I know know more about Japan than you think because I I do a lot of reading and a lot of research. But, of course, you must go there. Well, do you really? I mean, if you do something different, let me ask this question. Why did the Archbishop of Canterbury never go to Rome? Why did the Rabbi of Jerusalem never go to Rome? Because he does not the same. He does something similar understand? i mean there's no need for him to go to rome to learn something about his that's that's another thing. Mm. and and that's how it is a bit a bit like that. Uh, but of course it's not it's not quite like that because even if i think oh, i've i've invented everything myself it's absolutely not true. just look at the trees. some of them do very much look like like the, 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 some some japanese I mean, I cannot escape it because just looking at that, it influences me already. So, and and I'm and I'm very grateful for that. Uh, and contrary to what people believe, I do have deep respect of the Japanese. Hmm. You see, but also I have deep respect of the Chinese, who, by the way, invented the the game in the first place. Right. So, is it now? Should what well, you could? You might as well ask me, why did you never go to China? I sure. mean, that's a good question, right? Sure. Okay, why did you never go to India? Well, why? If you play classical music, if you haven't been to Salzburg where Mozart were, you could not know what you're doing. Or is that true or what? Mm. Okay, you understand? I don't really think it's absolutely necessary. It is curious why a person would not in my of my status who even could afford that i mean i could say yes it cost me four grand five grand i have that money so why do i not well i would rather buy myself a tree that's the truth but why is that I mean, how, how can you how can you say that? Well, because I don't have this deep desire. I travel an awful lot uh, and, and every year. I mean, I'm 75 years old, and most people would not not even think of traveling uh, 100 miles a night. I travel around the world uh, every year, many times. Uh, so, so, why would I, in addition, do something like that? I'm not all that curious. It's uh, certainly, I mean, would be very disrespectful to say this is not of my interest. Uh, and uh, and and it would be very silly to say, there's nothing I can learn. Well, if you just go as an as a visitor, how much can you learn? already or, or put in another way, which I'm not so sure whether that's arrogant. But anyway, I have met. A couple hundred people in Europe, in America, who go to Japan uh, every year, several once or several times, uh, since twenty years, um, almost none of them have ever impressed me. So, so what does this tell me? That's not, how much does that do to you? You go to Japan, fine. Okay, you spend five grand for what? Okay, you're learning. What? What did you learn? Mm-hmm. Why? Why are you not much better than? After that, than before. So I'm, so I'm not so sure. What. It is, of course, to widen my horizon and to see, uh, to to humble a bit. Okay, I'm world famous for for, for my humility. Okay, I know that. So 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 I'm, I, must, I I must. If I saw this in person, I would probably shut up. Well, I saw uh, last week. I saw the Kennett collection. That that pretty much humbled me a bit. Yeah, I must say that. Sure. But not to a point that I say I'll give up, but I'll never do it. I have had uh, met people who actually went to Japan and then stopped bonsai afterwards. Now, that they probably had a very silly view of what bonsai is for them. Uh, anyway, so I'm 75. If I don't do it very soon, I will not go to Japan, so I'll have to do it very soon. Yeah, you convinced me. Mm. Oh, I.
0: I wasn't saying that to try and convince you and I wasn't Thank even you just did. I, well I mean I wasn't even saying it as if you should I just was just simply asking you and I have had this conversation before but I think that's a I think that's an argument that gets lobbed your way a lot and um
2: it, it you, does can I step in yeah, for, please do you mind do. for a second mm-hmm. it does and I get lobbed that answer a lot mm-hmm. as Walter's student and a couple things Walter and I have just dis- discussed at great length The respect that Walter does have for Japanese and, you know, their bonsai, and I have seen it um, firsthand a couple of years ago when he was one of the guest artists and Kobayashi was also at an event. Walter was the first person sitting in the audience to watch Kobayashi's demo. Mm. And, you know, there was, I think you very much respect, you know, him as an artist, you know, as an example. And I, I enjoyed that sitting there with you watching that so
0: yeah yeah and i mean but i i think like this again like comes back to because i don't think that there's any merit in saying because you've never been to japan that you don't understand i i I don't agree with that that criticism that you do see floating around in the ether all the time Um, because creative creative people have totally different modes of tapping into that creativity there are some artists that try to see everything and and take in everything, and there are some artists that completely isolate themselves because they don't necessarily want to be influenced by that. And I think there's a lot of validity to saying, "Listen, I mean, you 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 have thrown out some very good points about uh, do, do you not know classical music unless you've been to Salzburg? I mean, that's like a very strong point. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a really solid, uh, I think that's a really solid statement that you make. And I think um, to think that you can't recreate nature in miniature or reflect the things that you see and know from your environments that you've been to because you haven't gone and seen the the place where the art form was manipulated changed and and to a large degree I think perfected from that perspective that cultural perspective and approach to the art form doesn't really have a bearing on whether or not you can create a tree that reflects the alpine environments that you're these trees are trying to reflect or the natural occurrences in the environment that seem to be a very pivotal center point of your approach to bonsai. I, I, I've never been as satisfied with an answer from you as I am tonight. So I appreciate that. But I also want you to know that I have no judgment or have no feeling about Walter Paul needs to go to Japan or he, sh- or, or he shouldn't speak. That's f- the farthest thing from my perspective.
1: I, I have some more to add to this uh i i very early in, in when in my reading i found the statement by Jonaka uh, along the lines try to make your tree uh, look like a tree and not like a bonsai okay uh, and and i took that literally now if you want but most people actually do try to make their bonsai look like a bonsai in, in reality it's they, they just don't do that, they don't follow that advice, now if you try to make your tree like a bonsai, then it's very important that you know what a bonsai exactly is, what it exactly looks, and then you may have more incentive to go to Japan to see how they create these bonsai sure. because that's what you're doing now I'm a mountain farmer's boy I grew up on the mountains as a skier, I always became a professional skier, and ski at one time. So I, I I did ski, by the way, in Aspen, for example, when I was nineteen years old already. All right, uh, uh, Home in, ta- hometown love. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know exactly. And and anyway, uh, and 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 I tried to to make my. My bonsai look like a tree, so you better study trees. Now, what does that have to do with Japan? So, if you if you want to to bring this tree that's off my mountains into this little tree, then I better go to the mountains and study trees and try this and that. And there is absolutely no need, especially if that's rather contrary to what what they do I mean they may, may, may think this is stupid I don't know but I don't care much because I do something else yeah okay yeah of course with their methods and with with their aesthetics I'm, I'm influenced by that it's like like some people are, to- are atheists but they grew up in in, in, in in Christian culture they are Christians by culture you understand so I'm I'm Japanese sort of in, influenced by by, by by my reading and all although I, I may Make sure, hey, I'm not doing that, but but then uh, that may be another reason why that's not so so important for me as it is to others.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Salient points.
2: A lot of those people too, Walter, have not stood in your garden either. That are lobbing those comments too. That,
0: that that is a strong statement too. That is a very strong point. I mean, I think it's it's so easy to say, um, you know. If you look at a picture that all of a sudden you understand, you know, there is the, 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 the fundamental aspect of bonsai that I think really counts. And you can always say this, you see a picture of a tree and then you see it in person and you say, wow, the picture didn't do it justice or I had no idea of the scale, scope and dimension of this tree in a two dimensional photograph the pre- being in the presence of a tree is an entirely different experience mm-hmm. and i mean that can go both ways in terms of that statement to be sure but um but there is some validity to being able to criticize your work if if somebody chooses to do so without having actually experienced it in the flesh uh, and th- and
1: that that holds a lot of weight i agree with that but we 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 started about this controversy unfortunately a lot of people uh, somehow believe this there's several ways of doing bonza, and one must be the right one. And if I'm not following the right one, then I'm doing something wrong. And that is radically different from the way I see it. You're not telling me that there is only one religion, and that's the right one. Some people do that. I absolutely disagree to that. And there's many, many ways of looking at it, and everyone has a right. And everyone has a right to not like what I do. That's perfectly okay. But... Nobody has the right to call me a fool for doing that Mm. Okay, because I've given this a lot of thought and a lot of effort. I spent my life. I gave up a very, very good life that I had as a businessman in order to be poor but happy as a bonsai person.
0: What, what what was what was your career in business? Did you work for IBM well, or something I, yeah, like that?
1: Yeah, well, I actually studied in Denver, Colorado, uh, Colorado at the University of Denver for a year. Mm. And then I went and finished my studies in Austria. And then I went to IBM and I became, um, uh, and I learned, I learned to, to be, to be a, a systems engineer, a salesman, and later on became sales manager of, of, for, for East Germany, uh, uh, beyond, beyond the Iron Curtain for IBM. And then some other things, and among other things, I was director of operations for McKinsey and Company, the Sharks, the business consultants, and I worked in in, in 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 other consulting companies, and then I did some startups, and I made a lot of money. You don't want to know how much I made at that time already, and I bought. It was not me. It was something that I could play very well. My father was an actor. I could have well become an actor, I know that. And and I could play the role of this successful businessman, but that wasn't me, uh, or manager in, 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 in IT industry. Because I am this Tyrulan boy who wants to say the truth. And now you, you cannot say the truth. Right. <laughs> if you're it's like a politician, you better shut up. Yeah. There's this saying in in in, in, uh, in on in the in the mountains, he who speaks the truth better has a fast horse. <laughs> <laughs> or a big gun. <laughs> yeah. Or a big gun, right. So so anyway, uh, this is sort of my my background and and um, I that may make it a bit things understandable because one day I, I realized that I, I I enjoy getting all the money. I enjoy having the biggest uh, BMW as as a, a company car. I enjoy living in the most expensive hotels. But I hate all this. This is not me, and this will probably kill me sooner or later. And I dropped out. I I, I, I escaped, mm. and 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 all of a sudden I. I was on myself, and I said, I said to my wife, "From now on, I will be poor but happy." But she is still with me. I mean, many wives would not do that. Mm. Okay, so so you don't have to be sorry for me. I'm not broke. I'm I'm better off the, than most people. But still, I, I many of my colleagues made a million dollars easily a year. Okay, I never got that because I just dropped out. But I chose bonsai. And then, I, then you know, in Bonza, then you do a workshop, and then you ask for $50, and then that's too much for them, and then you go down to 40 the, at that, In the beginning, okay, God, that was a tip, nothing more, which I all of a sudden, and, and, and then I got $300 uh, uh, for, for a full day. Uh, I mean, at, you know, I mean, that, that's a lot for this club. <laughs> that's ridiculous. I made 500 an hour. You know, I mean that—that's all the difference. And I gave that up. And some some people really thought that I'm that I'm crazy, but with hindsight, that was the best decision I have ever made in my
0: life. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. So I, going back to the John Naka thing, because I've never really understood your impression of John Naka. Um, and there was a point where you visited the Garden of Katsumi Kenoshita in Monterey. Yes. And uh, I have a, a picture saved on my computer of you sitting in front of one of his Monterey yes. Cypress trees uh, yes. on on the ground yes. of his garden. Yes. And I I remember a comment that you made about Katsumi Kenoshita, and I think you had asked him how he had come to make such natural bonsai. And I don't want to throw anybody under the bus here, but I I, I do want to understand. I believe the response was because he had never studied with John Naka or something to that effect. Do you remember that conversation at all or anything about that? Or could you give context to that? Because Mr. Kenoshida is incredibly inspiring
1: to me. I certainly... I remember having been there. I certainly remember him having shown his trees in the Fresno Convention, 2003, I think it or was. was it 2003 okay Anyway, I, I, re, I actually made a point to, to visit him and saw his garden, and we had dinner together, and I thought he was a very, very interesting person, a great artist, a very different trees than than normally. And I do not recall anything like he's saying that he... The reason he has not studied with Nak, and and I, 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 at that time, I had no knowledge, nor did I have any interest of the infights in California, which apparently I hear somehow happened. Yeah. I did not know what his relationship to NACA was. Naka for me, was a godlike person who wrote these things, who went to Germany in the in the early 1980s and taught us for the first time how to do bonsai with some, for some material, and, and and I and and I took everything for literally and later on i learned that that not everything is is still the same so time goes on but for that time that was a monument and he he goes into history and a well deserved uh, kinoshita will probably not be in that league because simply he never wrote a, a book anyway but he'd inf- he he influenced me a lot by mm. by seeing be, because i thought you have to do to be, do your best to achieve what John Naka did, if and that would be extremely good, and he didn't even have that desire, apparently, and he had this tree, which impressed me so much. I, was it an oak or something? I've, I went to this Fresno convention, and there were a lot of cool trees. Among, among these is his monster Monterey pine, which I really thought, wow, that's a super tree. And then he had, I think it was an oak. It was a real fat tree. It was ugly. At very first I said, this doesn't belong here. This, I mean, this, this, is, this is not a bonsai. This, this does not belong here. And then I sort of turned around and then I looked back and I went back looking at it again and saw the detail and that this, and then I went back then I went again, and then I realized this is fascinating. This Mm. is impressive. And it's because it's so ugly, because, you know what, this looks like a real tree. Mm. Hey, John Narka said, don't make your tree look look like a bonsai, but he did make his tree look like a bonsai. Kinoshita did exactly what Janaka said on saying I have nothing to do with that I man. So so he did make trees that do look did look like trees to me. And that gave this bong. Ah uh-huh. Oh, there is not one religion, there's many. Mm. And you can make a choice. Or you can do in parallel. The good thing in bonsai is the following, that, that it is not a religion, as you think, because you better make a choice. Okay, if I say I'm a Catholic, a Protestant, I'm Buddhist, I'm an atheist, I'm whatever, I mean, that would be not very smart. You better m- make a decision here, right? But I can say, hey, you know, go to my garden. I do, I do Chinese sort of pinging style. I do I do Japanese trees. I do this and that and, and, and naturalistic and everything all at once perfectly okay and and i invent new styles every five years so that's fine and i think that that's that's the the freedom we have and and we should we should should use it much more anyway this now that you come up with kenoshita that really gave me this 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 deep impression that there's much more like like you see the we i see do a, i look into this tunnel and then i say okay do i see uh a light at the end of the tunnel. Well, maybe that's a train that's coming at me. But then I see, wh- how do we start? We started with this, what I thought was wonderful bonsai. But then they were more or less the same, like a John Naka did a drawing, and that, that gets a bit tiring after it would be uh, similar. Some people even said these are cookie cutter trees. Well, it's, it's a derogative term, but anyway, you know what I'm saying. And then all of a sudden came a change. Then that came these Kimura trees. They were not trees. They were they were sculptures. Mm. God. <sighs> They're totally different, and then and then came others, and and now and, and then all of a sudden, what I call modern bonsai evolved. Now a lot of deadwood, a lot of movement, a lot of excitement, and not some subtle sort of thing, but more 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 being massively even aggressive, and and that's b- b- becoming mainstream. But all again, this is becoming kind of cookie, cookie cutter. How many triangular crowns do you want to see in a tree? Okay, so so then I realized. How, how is this going to continue? And you know what? The illusion is a tunnel. Take that tunnel away, but because there's not a choice and uh, they can all live in parallel and you can invent f- 5,000 new ways of doing bonsai and there's nothing wrong with that and everybody can do it and the internet as you said that before is really speeding that process up you invent something to, and that same day 50,000 people read about this and go in in, in four weeks later pe- 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 people start doing this okay that you, you uh, used to take 10 years b- before uh, to to, to, to so anyway, I'm very happy to be in this in this time at the moment. You see, at my age, a lot of people have refused to know about computers. Well, I made my money with computers, so I better know something about it. But I tell you, it's it's pretty painful sometimes see, because that's a jungle, and I want to just use a computer and not not reinstall it every time. But you have to. So so, but I'm very very th- grateful for for this wonderful tool that we now have and and i have i'm so so happy to have about 50,000 followers around the world uh, whatever i do and 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 that that makes me happy that whenever i write something a lot of people are going to see that mm. and that wasn't not possible in the old days do sure does that ever um
0: does that ever feel intimidating that fifty thousand people. I mean, that 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 the world is just going to immediately see what you're doing. I mean, clearly you put it out there for people to see. So so there's probably some degree of a lack of intimidation or feel, feeling of trepidation. But but do you ever uh, catch yourself kind of holding back and thinking, ooh, do I want to put this out there?
1: No. It does not intimidate me at all. I, of course, I hesitate if I'm not so sure about something. I learned then you better wait for next day. Maybe maybe there's a good reason why you're not so sure. Uh, so because I, I did do that. Okay, and there in the beginnings of the internet, I was foolish enough to have a beer for for dinner, you know. And after dinner, then I go from my computer and with one beer, then I do I write something which I shouldn't have done, you know. <laughs> so I'm not doing this anymore, certainly. Uh, but no, it. it it, 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 it really, it gives me a wonderful feeling, you know, I, then you, with some uh, tools you can see where are your followers, where, in, in which part of the world. You would not believe, even in North Korea, there's uh, three or four people watching and following me. I mean, this is, is beyond belief in 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 Mongolia, in on any Pacific island, everywhere in the world, and even not at at the moment not in the Antarctics yet, but everywhere else there's people, and I think this is great. More of that.
0: Mm. Wow, very 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 cool. Very cool. By the way, I didn't. I wasn't trying to stir up controversy by asking that Katsumi a question in reference to John Naka, but it, it had seemed like you you did have an immense amount of respect for John Naka, and I was I was just curious about that relationship, which is why I asked it. I'm assuming that was probably internet banter that bred that comment I, uh, from I have another location. No
1: clue what you're talking about because I have a deep respect for both.
0: Yeah, cool.
1: And, 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 and I mean the. This is totally new to me. Yeah. no yeah, Well, you disre- say, disregard if, it then. If you, have, if you have reached a certain level, you better start to ignore all this silly gossip. Otherwise, it drives you crazy. Yeah. You know, if you are a big politician, somebody's gonna insult you every day, and then if you take that for serious, you better commit suicide. I mean, <laughs> so 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 so. I I I think I have a thick skin by now, but I'm sometimes very surprised. I mean, how can someone make this up? God, okay, I don't know. Maybe. They, I don't know, but... A lot of of unique characters in the world. A lot lot of lunatics in this world, I tell you. In bonsai, even more than in normal life. I have this theory that bonsai does attract strange people because I meet so many strange people in bonsai, but not in real life.
0: Mm. Yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) We're all all, all a little bit weird.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm the only
0: normal one, of course. Uh Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it goes without saying. (laughs)
3: We've but, had this conversation a few times.
0: Yeah, right. We th- th- this de- this is a theme that comes up very a often. Yeah, right? it's a yeah of repeated conversation, yeah. and you do have to be self aware enough to recognize that <laughs> if you are trying to cultivate tiny trees and shallow containers that they have absolutely no, no rhyme or reason to belong in, that you probably are a little weird. <laughs> you have it is just a part of it.
3: You're part of the weird crew.
0: But I was going to ask Jennifer. I mean, uh, when did you start working with Walter?
2: Uh, we were trying to actually figure that out today. F- I believe five years ago.
0: Okay. So I think. And, it, and how did your journey in bonsai begin?
2: <laughs> strange. Um, I was a classical ballerina. I danced with you know ballet company for many many years. Early midlife crisis. Kind of stumbled. Typical story. I stumbled through a nursery and found bonsai and took them home and promptly killed them. Mm. And uh, then joined the local club and ended up at Brussels. And I met Jim Doyle there. And through Jim Doyle, I met Walter.
4: Hmm.
0: So your boneside journey is five years young at this point. Well,
2: five years with Walter. It's mm-hmm. been uh, like eight and a half in total.
0: Okay. And uh, when did it become as serious as, as it is now for you?
2: I think, honestly, when I met Walter. I don't know if when I met Walter, but I I think when I started going to Jim Doyle's, and I was struck by the beauty of the trees there. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen anything like that. Mm. You know, to me, they were almost sculptural pieces of art.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And you know, I just I wanted to get more and more and more involved.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I'm 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 gonna, I'm going to go right at this here and just sort of just go sort of it. tick this box. But what is it like being a female bonsai? professional and and um what does that world look like for you
2: very interesting not at all what i expected Mm. you know in the ballet world it's very cutthroat and you learn to kind of put almost blinders up like a horse would have to anybody around you you're afraid to really let anybody in and people will tear you down i've been surprised in bonsai number one at the friendships i've made at the fact that there are people that will go out of their way to help me and then there are also people that they think the only reason I am there is because I'm a woman, mm-hmm. or because Walter has sent me there, or because Walter has paid for me to be there. Oh, or, sure, a lot or, of money. Or because my husband has paid for me to be there.
4: Yes. Yeah, I hear I heard
2: ridiculous that. <laughs> stories all the time, and it's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. So you almost you almost feel like you have to become twice or three times as good to be able to just simply stand on a stage with some, with men, mm-hmm. very honestly.
0: And why do, you, why do you think that, why do you think that there are not more women in bonsai or, I mean, I, 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 I say that there are a lot of women doing very high level bonsai and practicing bonsai at an incredibly high level, but you don't see a lot of female bonsai professionals you don't in in the world as a, as a whole, and 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 why?
2: You don't, and it's fascinating to me because the more and more I travel around the country, I meet more and more women that are seriously into bonsai, and I don't know if it's an intimidation thing. I don't know if it's you know they have regular jobs and they're you know working on raising a family and whatnot, and so it's you know not at that point in their life to become a professional. It's very interesting, but I do know that I get more and more women in workshops. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of clubs will say to me, we've never had this many women, you know, come out and actually take a workshop. And I think a lot of times they feel more comfortable. Yeah. They feel less intimidated.
0: Yeah. Do you think that the bonsai world is an inhospitable place for women in general?
2: I think it can be. Mm -hmm. Um, I was very relieved, I'll use the word, when, you know, we were communicating together and you had said what you said in an email to me that you, you know, understood a little bit of what I was going through. Mm-hmm. And you had sympathy for it and you could, you know, you wanted to try and help me along that journey. Mm-hmm. I think that literally did give me some relief.
0: Nice. Yeah. I mean it's 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 a hard it's a it's a hard and difficult thing. I mean, um, we we've had a number of female professionals up at Marai I have a lot of really talented female students. And um, when I was in Japan, the apprentice that was immediately below me in the hierarchy of apprentices at Mr. Kimura's was female. And she was incredibly talented, mm. incredibly talented. And she ended up washing out in her third year. But one of the things that I used to always feel and would mention to her occasionally um, was that, you know, for her to possessed the skills that she possessed. The world was really her oyster in terms of unlimited opportunity to be able to pursue bonsai and impact the bonsai community in a way that made it a little bit more welcoming for Mm -hmm. other female artists to to rise up and have success. Mm -hmm. And I'm encouraged by your durability. I really am because I've heard that it's incredibly challenging. Um, And I think that that's really unfortunate.
2: But it also makes it fun in a lot of ways. I mean, I think I'm either... I, maybe I'm a little goofy or I'm just very determined, but um, it's what I want to do. So I think you have to, again, be that horse with a little bit of blinders on and, and kind of let all of the people that are trying to weigh in. You have to kind of wash that off your back and mm-hmm. not let it get to you so much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, can you tell me a little bit more about ballet? And just uh, this is this is something I know nothing about in terms of the cutthroat nature of of being a, a ballerina working in a company and whatnot. I mean, why so cutthroat? Why so gnarly?
2: Uh, there's very few spots in a professional ballet company. Uh, a lot of times it's union run. And so the union has to hold several wait, auditions per year. Wait, uh, AGMA, So it's, it's it's typically, you know, run by a union and the union rules are that they have to hold so many auditions per year. So, you know, they, f- they figure out, you know, if there's, let's say, a thousand little girls that all want to be a ballerina, the percentage rate is probably two to three will actually become one. Wow. Because there's just, you know, it's every little girl's dream. But yeah. The reality is there's just not that many spots. So, so. you
0: were in a union?
2: Correct. Mm-hmm. For wow. Ballet.
0: Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And as far as the physical toll I mean, I'm gonna say that my Tremendous. knowledge, my knowledge of ballet extends to Black Swan, the movie, <laughs> which I don't. I've that was like a, I was like a, a, a what, what, what would you call a, a psychological thriller?
2: Uh-huh. Uh huh.
0: But I mean, like you do. I've I've seen a few documentaries on professional dancers and stuff, and it, it seems like the physical toll that it takes on you is just immense.
2: It's tremendous. I mean, I I fractured ribs. Uh, I have 18 shots of cortisone in my left foot. I blew out my right knee, and I've I fractured my tailbone. I've had multiple concussions. It's part of the life of a ballerina.
0: And what about your feet? I mean, do your feet hold up
2: through all of that? Well, they're, like, s- they're still here. Well, Walter. <laughs> I mean, I see they're attached. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like, attached I have no
0: doubt. Me. I watched you walk up here, so I was like, well, "That's
2: a, a really, really funny story is one time at a convention, Walter was saying that he knew that I would become a, a bonsai artist when he, he had heard that I was a, a ballerina and that, you know, this must be so difficult. I mean, even on my poor feet. And for the rest of the weekend, I was wearing boots. And for the rest of the weekend, I had a, m- people from the audience coming up and and saying, you know, do you have all of your toes, or do you- <laughs> <I Never laughs> started, did
0: any of them fall <laughs> off? <laughs> really, yeah, right. Really funny. <laughs> and and to become a professional ballerina, you you have to be doing this from a very early age. I'm assuming.
2: Correct. I started at three. I went to New York School for the Performing Arts for high school. I landed in a ballet company at 17. It's it's a tough it's a tough road.
0: And you're. Your parents were all for it? Did they have a background in dance or art or? Oh, they weren't all for it.
2: They were not. I was very stubborn, as you can probably already guess. Right, Um, And they wanted me to get an education and they thought ballet was an extremely difficult life. My mother was a rockette um, and she did not want that life for me. Mm. I was pretty stubborn.
0: But you wanted it for yourself.
3: Stubborn and persistence. Kind of fits right in the bonsai world. You you were meant to be here.
2: Yeah. And Walter,
0: what, I mean, what drew you to, to working with Jennifer so closely? I mean, I, I mean, would you call yourself an apprentice of Walter's or a student of Walter's? Like what is the, the nature of your relationship?
2: Yes. I mean, I would, I would, I will always call myself a student of Walter's, Mm -hmm. you know, he's a huge mentor to me and teacher and friend.
1: Yeah. And I call her my bonsai daughter Mm. and, uh, I didn't really choose her, she chose me, you know, and she sort of f- f- stuck out because, for example, in, in, in Nature's Way, when we do our big, big winter study group, everybody does something and then we do some carving. And I see a lot of even strong men being t- t- shocked by, by using some carving tool and be very careful that nothing happens and I then I, I have I remember so well that that, that uh, she had some little spruce where she, she wanted to do some carving and I had this feeling that first she wanted me to do it and I said, no, here you do it. And she was so shocked that she would have to do it and she was frightened, but then she did it, okay And then uh, I figured, okay, do more, okay. And then another girl was doing something. And then I said, "Show her," <laughs> and and she showed her. Okay, so I gave her a lot of confidence, which maybe that was not, not even called for. But but then she she rose by the occasion and she did it. Okay, and then I, I thought that's pretty cool. And if new uh, people come in and they want to learn something, it's a very manly thing like carving with with dangerous big power tools, and if I send a girl to teach them, that, I mean that and so I did that more and more, and all and one all of a sudden she's now the 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 carving queen, you know? So because she has now developed a lot of skills, see well she went to will badly uh, in order to to do more. and I, and I'm very pleased by the way, to say that 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 she is actually looking also for other sources to get information. And I'm very insistent in telling my students. Yes, you, you, you learn from me, but you don't have to copy me. Uh, you have to go your own way, and you have to be much better than I am. Okay, you can only be as good as I am if you just copy me. But if you want to be better, you better see other sources. You go to other masters. You learn some other skills. Uh, hopefully, you're not totally changing masters and, and forget where you came from. But 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 I, she had, of course... Normal way of wiring, and then I said, "Okay, go tomorrow <laughs> He's going to teach you wiring. You know, he's, he does that in a tough way, very efficient, and he sure achieved. Now her wiring is is twenty times better than mine because I never went to Maura. But I'm, but so what? I mean, I'm seventy-five. Why should I, why should I now learn wiring? But she did, okay, <laughs> and also also Thomas did, okay. And then I mean, just to 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 to, to mention it here, I understand there's something going on here that. Achieve, so that there's uh, some cooperation here. And, uh, and that's very, very good. I, I I make it clear that's what I want. Okay, you, you must be careful, however, if you, because you ask three experts, you get five different opinions. Yes. Well, so
2: know, one thing with the ballet is you learn really quickly. You do not work on what you're good at all the time. You You work at what you need to become better at. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a constant goal. And so I asked Walter and said, you know, Walter, I'd like to reach out to someone else to learn, you know, some more skills, some more technical skills, some more artistry, some more. And that person was you.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Super excited for next year.
2: Myself as well.
0: Yeah. And Thomas, how? Where do you? Where do you fit into this whole
4: m- mix here? So I'm with Walter six years together now, and yeah, before I was doing aquarium. Aquariums. Uh, yeah, I really loved this, but then the Electricity goes too expensive. I said, oh, no, I stop it. And then, yeah, I don't know. In the garden center, I saw these bonsai trees, and yeah. Hang on, wait, 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 wait,
0: wait hang on. The electricity in the aquariums was too expensive, so you chose bone Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it was a good, a good thing, but uh, yeah. And you were like, holy shit, I got to get back to aquariums quick.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. So you've been with Walter for how long? Six years now. Six yeah. years, and you help him in his garden? Exactly. Very cool. And you have a collection of your own as well?
4: Yeah, and we do business together now. Okay. I have yeah my own bonsai nursery now. Good. What's your bonsai nursery called? Uh, bonsai Garden Munich. Bonsai Garden Munich? Yeah, started uh, this year in April. Oh, wow, fresh. And fresh, yeah. How's it going and, so far? Yeah, very good. Yeah? We do a lot of workshops together with Walter, and yeah.
0: Very, very cool. And yeah. as far as your... Sort of aspirations for bonsai. I mean, what, what is, what are you hoping to? What, what's your ultimate goal in starting your own bonsai operation and whatnot?
4: Well, to have a very good collection mm-hmm. of trees. Yeah.
0: So starting, starting bonsai garden Munich was the manner in which you could do bonsai more.
4: No, more the thing anything. is, uh, I was in the garden of Walter, and here are so many trees and i said okay we have to do something with these trees because it's it's just too much and yeah. so i said okay yeah i will start a business and uh, very yeah, cool we'll sell these trees and
0: what's the what's the state <clears throat> of bonsai in germany i mean uh, are people is the general public attracted to bonsai as an art form in germany is it a small niche pursuit like it is in most parts of the world yeah, what yeah, is it's that a
4: very small dish.
0: very small
1: yeah,
4: yeah
0: sure okay
1: I think it's yeah. not very much different than in America. Okay. We, of course, think we're, we, we're extremely important and, and, and everybody looks at us, but they don't. Okay. Uh, very Anybody who thinks they're important in bonsai missed the, missed the memo. <laughs> so,
4: so, so anyway, uh,
1: the, the bonsai population is small in Germany, but it's still, let's say, 5,000 people who do it for, rather seriously. It's a bit denser populated than America, so maybe the percentage is a bit higher. Although we had a late start, you had a head start, we had a late start. We only started around 1979 or so, and you started in, uh, in, on a 45, I sure. understand. Anyway, uh, and, 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 the, and it's not really growing much. It's not on a pretty good level, but uh, those who are good get better, uh, get better trees, but, uh, but the, the number of people does not really grow much because some people all start doing it for five years and then stop and then new comes. So, so it's about stable, mm-hmm. slightly growing. Business is okay, but could of course be much better, slow. But if you chose to make money in bonsai, you're a fool anyway. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the very last thing you want to make money with. If you want power, importance or money, you chose the wrong
0: profession. Oh, yes. Right? <laughs> um, I'm wondering, though, like when you did the BMW yes. uh, display for that prolonged period of time, those kinds of opportunities and executions of putting bonsai into... I mean, putting a bonsai in BMW's headquarters, or not a bonsai, but several bonsai over a very prolonged period of time, this is, this is groundbreaking in the world of bonsai to do something like that. Nobody's ever done that before. And did that have an impact on bonsai in Germany? I mean, that's an expo- a level of exposure that is almost impossible to achieve.
1: Well, it's interesting. Uh, there were in I, I did it for two years at least, or three years, uh, and there were in in one summer more than six hundred thousand people seeing the bonsai exhibit. That's a lot of people. That's a know? lot of people. However, <laughs> they didn't come to see bonsai. They came to see the cars, and while they, wanted, they went to the cars, they walked by some strange things, that, and then, look, what's this? And then they saw it bonsai, and then there were some, some description of what that is, and they looked at them. And I, once in a while, went there, just standing there like another tourist, and just listening to what people said. And some said, ah, this is wonderful, this is great, bah, is this a bonsai? Oh, this is good. I always thought Bonza is some little stick which is sort of uh, 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 you do cruel things to, to things. And now I see that's different. And uh, so, and I did not find anyone who, who, who thought that's terrible. Uh, they all thought it's, it's cool or cute or, or wonderful. Uh, and I think that was uh, it, the whole presentation was quite interesting in between the cars, these big trees with, with slides. Uh, but the impact, well, these people, many, many thousand people saw good bonsai in, for, in their life for the first time. You know, since, since many years, our so big uh, markets, what you call Ma- Walmart uh, markets, sell bonsai. Now, that's not bonsai. That's a tree which is cruelly uh, put into a pot, and, and they, it has the name bonsai and costs $15. Uh, and they, that they Most people think, actually, that this is bonsai. Mm. And then for the first time, they saw what real bonsai looked like, and that was a, a bit of a difference. And that's, I think that impact is clear, but it, it doesn't show to me. So, and then I had a... A card there to, see, to show where my garden was. And I thought out of 600,000 people, there must be an awful lot who come to my garden. And I warned my wife that they would ring on the door and they would want to see the trees. About a dozen people came. Mm. That's the impact, meaning zero. Mm. Interesting. Whereas when you look
0: at the Boneside community, itself seeing, at least for me anyways, when I saw that, I was like, holy shit, that's pretty incredible. BMW, just the opportunity, just, just associating bonsai, I think with a, with a very innovative brand like that and raising the expectation of the bonsai community itself and what's possible if the public didn't respond it set a new bar for the bonsai community. And that, that, that was powerful in my mind, but I am surprised that you didn't
1: get more from well, that. Well, to, to see the perspective, the lady who organized this before me organized in exactly that same location, Giacometti's sculptures. So after Giacometti's sculptures, the art of Walter Paul was shown. Poh i mean that's something (laughs) and uh, it wasn't really that much appreciated but that's pretty cool i think yeah okay and 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 it's very interesting the way that went because there was a a a a video on 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 our television in in bavaria where somebody spent a whole day in my garden and and drinking all my coffee going to the toilet with five people and in the end (laughs) it was a five minute film about about what i do and but that was a pretty good movie and, 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 and I hear the following, that this lady actually, uh, was passing by her husband looked at the at the television she was passing by going to the restroom she saw this and said what's this she said that's cool you should look at that because that may be of interest to you because and then she said you know what mark down the name so that i, I can find it so apparently she got the name she called me up and she said this is bmw world uh, sort of uh, art uh, director and can i speak to you about this and that and then I said, um, yeah, BMW, what's what's the BMW uh, sort of... Uh, she said, what? This is the most, second most frequented place in Bavaria after the castles? And I didn't know that because I, I have... <laughs> I'm sitting there in my garden doing bonsai and I'm not so much interested in this. Anyway, she she came and she said, wow, she must have thought, what a fool, okay? (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) she talked me into into preparing uh, like 20 trees and showing them. And I must say, she paid good money because, you know, in this bonsai world, you're used to go – a long way to drive to conventions and you spend a lot of money to drive there you get a hotel and the, and then you show your trees and and then sometimes they even ask you an entry fee to just put the tree out there and there that was exactly the opposite they 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 put uh, sent a, a, tr- a big uh, t- uh, truck to my place they had three people carrying the trees for me and uh, they and they paid me pretty good money for showing these trees uh, f- uh, all together for, for a few months so we exchanged them every two weeks and and that was an, also a good experience uh, because of course she she probably thought she got a real deal, but for the bonsai world, that was a huge thing. Yeah. So uh, thank you for thinking that was big. Yes, it was an important part of my bonsai career. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that really stands out to me. I think, um,
0: obviously I've followed you very closely over my bonsai career as well, and that, that seemed like a milestone, but there was one other exhibition that you did at one of the castles, I believe. And it was a, a castle. I think you did the exhibition in an outdoor space. And I almost want to say that there was to some degree ruins that were involved in the display or something of that nature where the trees were presented on some of the stone that existed. And I don't know if it was in Germany or if this was in another country or um, does that ring a bell? Am I, am I making a, making well, a mistake here? Well, did
1: something here? in Salzburg, just on the foot of the castle. Okay, this is what I'm talking about. And it very old stones, a few hundred years old wall there. Yes, this is it. And, and, and that was looking pretty cool. And, and we did something in an old monastery. So you see, I tried to get away from this image of... Bonsai being a thing for a garden center. Now I do appreciate that garden centers want to make business. They ask me to show something and they even pay for that uh, uh, in order to, to attract customers. But I think that's not where bonsai belongs. It belongs in, in, in the art museum. It belongs, in, it belongs in, in a monastery. It belongs into a totally different environment to be even accepted as art. And, and and I know very well that as any serious arch sort of manager would never think that bonsai is one of these because maybe he has never seen them. But anyway, we tried very hard and we are fortunate to have very old places where we can show them monastery, churches, all like that. Interesting. And they were receptive to it then, obviously. Yes, and the, and the, and, and, and the audience likes this very much. Uh, these people, uh, but the would come a long way to, to see it. But of course, you must know that this is, again, a very, very small part of the population. Yeah. Even if the entrance is for free, and even if my demonstration is for free, then still only 500 people come, mm-hmm. okay? Because that's that's about the population of that area that's interested. And, and that's the same thing here in, in, in America. Uh, I, I do uh, have the great luck to also do a lot in this country. And, and and I have done things, for example, for free, and announced that in the Monza world, and then 50 people come. Okay? I mean, that's not a big impact. But that's about all people who are interested. Yeah, I disagree with you on that, I think, uh, at least as far as the United
0: States is concerned. Because I think the limitation is... Not many people have thought outside of the box of presenting bonsai to people other than the bonsai community. And, and my experience with that and the limited experience that I do have with that is that um, that when you create the opportunity, the response is actually in, incredible or it has been in, within the limited experiences that I have in the United States. I mean, uh, beyond expectation for me anyways. And, and I think um, I, I'm, it's very interesting to hear that the the that in Germany maybe it wasn't what you thought it might be and I think that's unfortunate but I think that also might be just a difference right of the of the two countries cultures aspects of value maybe maybe even potentially the perspective that in the United States we might be more separated for, from our natural environment and the natural landscape than than Europe in general particularly maybe even Germany as a as a country that at least from pictures of what I've seen seems to have a lot of natural beauty and a lot of
1: connection to the natural landscape. Yes, I think, and it, it is easy to, if if people are already there, like they were at the BMW show, to make, get them interested in just to look at something. It's, I mean, a real lot of these 600,000 did actually really look at these trees because they, they're good, they're nice. But, but then of course, to get them to do to bonsai or buy a tree, that's another story because the first thing I must tell them that this is about like getting a baby, okay? So you better know what you're doing okay and then then that's it that's the end of the conversation. So so but to to excite people about this 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 wonderful uh, art that we are doing, uh, that's easy if, if you have the right trees and they have your, the right environment. But then of course, If someone wants to make a living, I hate to tell you, that's not going to work. You're not going to get much out of that. Do you think there's opportunity in the United States?
2: Yes. I'm surprised why we don't have, you know, whenever I go to the Art Institute of Chicago, why is there not bonsai in the modern wing? Absolutely. I don't get it.
0: Do you aspire to potentially change that?
2: Yes. That's a huge dream. Is it? Yeah. I would love to see it there. I don't, again, I don't see why, why we are not putting it in museums.
0: Do you think that your experience, having engaged with a very high level of performing arts, maybe gives you a little bit more perspective and a potentially a different uh, angle with which that could be possible?
2: Meaning, well, I don't know. You know, does it make me more pushy, wanting to go to the art institute and meet <laughs> people and say, "Yeah, I suppose so." Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, but you've also had a. One thing, and and it, you can't immediately say this because a lot of people that engage with bonsai throughout the world, and I think the United States is no different, are extremely um, talented creatives, artists, uh, designers, architects, doctors, professionals. These are not people who are ignorant to how you make big things happen or how you get things done, but I think for a majority of people, their life with bonsai is in existence to escape from that kind of professional push. It's a a reprieve from that lifestyle, which makes total sense to me. And I've always thought the job of a bonsai professional in any country is going to be different. In Japan, you maintain high-level client trees, you prepare for shows, um... You work on clients uh, pieces and and that's that's kind of your that's the scope of professionalism as a Bonsai artist in Japan. In coming back to the United States, it was always like, what is the scope here? And for us, I think the scope is uh, has a large degree to do with education and teaching and helping those people that find it and are hungry to learn more about it. But I think one of the unspoken scopes is the necessity to expose people to bonsai. And um, maybe even go even further and explore the context within which bonsai is presented. And that's really where crossing that threshold into art seems to be a vacancy that has a lot of exploration to be had and pursued.
2: I think there's two completely different, almost polar opposites. Like when you look at the studio downstairs and the trees that you have down there and the pottery that you have, you literally have sculptural pieces of art that could go into a, a modern art museum. And then you have people that attend a workshop like we did this past weekend, where they're happy with this being their hobby because they are engineers or doctors and they just wanna have a relaxing, enjoyable time. And they don't want to necessarily take bonsai to the level that all of us here in this room do.
0: Yeah, cuz it's a career for us and it's 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 a again it's that escape for them and that makes a lot of it makes a lot of sense to me but I do I do think there is a different role for a bonsai professional in the United States than what you would compare it to if you tried if you tried to conform it to and this is a a a shocking reality for me in a very stark contrast to what I had experienced as the profession of bonsai in Japan coming back to the United States and looking at this. I mean, there are not a lot of Japanese professionals who teach workshops. I mean, if right. any at all, right? The only time that happens is when they go abroad. Interesting. And and when they go abroad and that happens, I, it's an unfamiliar, ter- it's uncharted territory. Right.
2: Probably, probably uncomfortable for them, I would probably,
0: think. Probably, probably not the coolest thing that they get to do. Right. Yeah. So so when you start to think about that, I think there's a lot of room to move and explore. Uh, inside of that. And and it's, it's interesting, again, coming back to just kind of the inspiration being drawn from you, Walter, and what you've done. There, to a large degree, a lot of the discussions and potentially some of the controversy is just simply being somebody who was really blazing the trail or maybe even ahead, ahead of your time in terms of what you were conceptualizing and executing and, and putting in motion. Before people even knew it was possible, they hadn't even thought about that opportunity, they weren't even ready for that. And then all of a sudden it's just like, here it is, and it's being done in a big way. And and sometimes that that abruptness of being confronted with something they've never even thought about, and this is just coming to me now as I'm kind of thinking about this and talking with you guys, but um, but I almost wonder if that, and it takes somebody to do that, to open the idea for other people to now accept it as a normal or accept it as an opportunity. But the kind of determination to do that before anybody else has
1: thought about that. This is a special thing. I think uh, the reason is that I am free. Most bonsai professionals are not free because they have to pay the bills they better do something to make money they better listen to the customers they better provide the kind of bonsai that people buy and not what they like they better do some teaching that 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 brings students who who pay the fees etc so but, so they have to sort of look what the market wants in, and the market is mainstream, so you better go with mainstream, it's much easier to make money that you need than to to, to fight mainstream, do something totally else, which may well be the mainstream in 20 years, but that doesn't help me now. Right. Now everybody fights me, and in 20 years, it, it, it's state of the art, but then my, I may be dead then, you know? That happens in his in the history of art a lot of times. So with me, the, the great fortune is that, that I don't really have to make money. I, I do want to make money because I need to buy new trees and hide this from my wife, okay. But 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 otherwise, <laughs> if I don't uh, get money, so what? I mean, I'm not starving. I'm not really a poor person, although I, t- I tend to to, to, to s- say so. Compared to what I was, I, I'm a poor man. But but to the general public, that's fine. So I can I can speak freely, and I can create something that I really like because I have not no, not even an intention to sell it. Now, like for example, Thomas is a chef is a cook okay And Thomas Wait, I thought what he did aquariums? Yeah, yeah, now he's chef he, too. But well, no, yeah, yeah 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 but but he, but he is a professional chef making money that and the aquarium was just a hobby. But but that's an important interesting point. Now just listen he Wait, went hang on. he he what went are You holding
0: uh, out on me or something here? Like
1: <laughs> I wanted to, I want to know. Yeah, but he's a, he's a professional chef still because he wants he, Bonza doesn't bring enough money and he has to do come on as a professional chef if you're working in the countryside in Germany, you better make the food that people want. Now, he learned with big cooks. He could do a wonderful cooking. He could make the most wonderful dessert that costs $45. Now, where he works, okay, he better does what what people do. What does he do? Hamburgers and, 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 and French fries with mayonnaise, because that's what the kids want, and that's what people buy. Now, now you see that in bonsai business it's a bit the same. If you want to want to to, to sell trees and make money, we have a lot of these cheap, inexperienced, no, in in inexpensive but nice little Japanese uh, trees for 100, 150 hundred, hundred fifty, because that's what people buy. We don't think this is a piece of art, but it, but it pays the bills. And I, uh, as a in my in my situation, I don't need that. So this is why I can fight on the internet. Because it doesn't hurt my uh, there's no, no such business uh, that I. I don't have a business. I'm an amateur, on a higher level, I think. Okay, and that, that that gives me this freedom, which I think is very good. Also, the freedom to say what I think, because I grew up in Tirol. and there we learned very early: you better say what you think, otherwise you're lying. Okay, and, but this is a very strange sort of situation. Mm. So, so there known to be some of the most rudest people. But they're honest, you know. But you you don't want to hear the truth all the time. Yeah, right. So I understand what I'm saying. So so this is basically a very good thing that I uh, happen to be in that situation, and that may may explain a lot of things versus others. Why do 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 some owner of some bonsai nursery not not, not, not say in a private conversation they say something, but they would they would never say it loud because that would hurt the business. Mm. Wow. Yeah.
2: I love the story you told me a long time ago about how when you were standing on a mountain many, many years ago and you were going to ski and you were looking around at all of the trees surrounding you on that mountain and that's when you decided you were going to do the naturalistic style. Yeah. And now, you know, the naturalistic style has really become pretty mainstream when you think about it. No, I would say it became a movement. I would
1: say
0: it became a movement. Yeah. I would say it became a
1: movement. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's for for the for the young people who have not been there in in, in this thing twenty years ago. If I tell them that I, that that, that Rana Gobel crucified me, that they called me a fool, that they called me blind, that they, that they really said Walter needs treatment. Walter, are you I mean you? How can you possibly think that this is good? I mean. And then he was so brutal to me. I met then I met him one once privately in Canada, and we drank a beer. He was a reasonable man. I said, Reiner, why are you so so cruel to me on the internet? He said, Walter, don't take that personally. I have to save the world from you. You have so much influence, but you talk such a lot of nonsense. I said, oh, Was why do I have a lot, a lot of influence? So anyway, that was the beginning. And now people tell me, Walter, why are you so defensive? This is mainstream. Oh, is that mainstream? I think it's about time to invent a new a new way of doing bonsai. So anyway, uh, it is very strange that how things go, but that is very typical for art. In, in art history, it was always like that. Something was mainstream and then it, it was good and then they, they, they did it better and then, and, and then all of a sudden they overdid it and, and one day somebody came up and they did, did something radically different and then at first really hated them, they hacked on him and 10 years later, the whole world did it. So, and now why should that not be happening in Bonza? But I said that just before, it's not a succession of single styles and only this, it's now, in with, especially with the internet, in peril. A lot of things are going in peril and that's a very good development. You have a choice here. And even in your own garden, you can follow many different ways, many different styles. Yeah. Do what the tree tells you and not what you, what you like to, to the tree to do. Find out what the tree wants and then it's fine. You ever get tired? Tired of what? <laughs> just Just tired, man. Do you ever get tired? Yes, uh, at my age, I'm entitled to get tired. I do take naps, but I, but I, when I'm something interests me, I, I'm not get tar- getting tired. In in forty years into your bonsai career, do you feel
0: as passionate about bonsai as you ever have?
1: Yes, uh, uh, there, there's, there's all, of course always a day when I don't do much, and I have very strong guilt feelings. I'm of this sort of maybe that's this this old uh, ger- German sort of habit to 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 do something correct and to, to accomplish something every day. So so if I could go out in the garden and I could work on some tree, but I don't, I really have this terrible feeling that I failed that day. Mm. So so then then I yeah I mean not I mean who. But, I mean, nobody's my, my my wife doesn't tell me to do bones so nobody but it's my deep desire to do the best okay and 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 I, I can see some 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 work has to be done then I go to the internet and sort photographs I always do something and every day I do something every single day of the whole year I do something now over all these years that comes to an awful lot of things that I did together and this makes it's partially what probably is my success, uh, and uh, and having this 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 enormous wealth of 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 pictures, for example. And of knowledge, and I have, for I have many years ago thought that I write the the the, the, the ultimate bonsai book uh, that that answers every single question you ever want to, and it was five volumes and it was about thousand six hundred pages, not even including the pictures. Of course, no publisher would touch it. <laughs> so, so but I, I started that book, and I went to to the and I read all these bonsai books only to find out there's a lot of rubbish in there. There's a lot of bones I missed, and one is writing from the other. The same, the same stupid things. Okay, and then I went to 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 libraries, but then the the, the the normal library. Then I went to university library to to learn more about trees, and and that helped me an awful lot. So I have a wealth of knowledge by doing something like that, and this this deep desire to 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 get something done every day, as foolish as that may sound. That that really is a, is a wonderful thing, and and nowadays the older I get, the less I have this feeling uh, that oh maybe I don't I want don't want to do bonsai, but what's in a while you say that like ah oh, maybe uh, I have too many trees. No, I don't have too many trees. I'm seventy five. I buy about twenty five new trees every year for myself. Don't tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Do you have a favorite tree? A favorite tree? Well, that's the one that's on the bench at the moment. It's very difficult. It's like it's like asking the mother of twenty children what's your favorite child. That's a totally unfair question. No, I I, <laughs> I get it. I was just curious. Sometimes, people, I, I, sometimes- I tell you, I tell you. Uh, there were times when I was working so hard that I even stopped looking at my trees, only saw them when watering. And now I do take the time, I sit down and I I meditate. Sometimes even I fall asleep. Yes. I admit that. And I look at certain trees more than others. And (laughs) it's hard to believe these are Japanese maples that I look at. I love them so much. They give me so much joy. They have so much soul. <laughs> and, and I also love to look at my spruce and, I'll, uh, and, the, and, and at the well done ones. And, and I move in between my garden, sitting there and, and meditating, then falling off for the, And then all of a sudden, I think, see things from a new angle, and I see something that I should have done 20 years ago. Oh, there's a new front. this. I do something like that all day long. I have no other life. I don't really have what many people have a lot of friends because friends would ruin my day they're, they're, they're stealing they're stealing my time they're drinking my coffee they're peeing my toilet don't I don't want that you really I, don't like I, people
3: I, drinking your coffee do you no, I,
1: well i I don't know how to brew coffee I don't know how to cook an egg I need a wife of course, but you understand i i I must do this, and, and I cannot speak to people at the same time who may. So, th- this is for real, okay? And I learned the following that a lot of people in the history of art were like that, extremely introvert. Now, that's kind of strange. I mean, if you know Walter Paul and he says he calls himself an introvert, you would be surprised. I do that. I, I'm able to sit in the garden for one full day, not saying a single word. Okay. I'm able to go to the mountains for three days and not speak to anybody. So that's, if that's not an introvert, I don't know. But anyway, uh, so, so maybe that, that puts some light onto this. I'm not telling everybody to be like me. No, absolutely not. Uh, but only if you ask the question, why? why I think that's the answer to that. That, 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 that I see it like this. You see how, how intense I am. Now, of course, that's ridiculous. I mean, how can you be so serious about something which is so useless? I mean, who needs a bonsai? I mean, I mean why, why would something somebody bother? And I'll tell you one thing. As foolish as that is, but it fulfills me. And that's the only thing that counts. It's really my fulfillment. It's my mission. I have no clue why. Ask my psychiatrist. I don't know. But I must do this compulsion Thomas do you get tired
4: oh it's very interesting I'm not tired <laughs>
0: do you get tired keeping up with Walter no <laughs> <never>. no
4: <laughs> very proud <laughs> to be yeah
0: yeah no I feel that uh, I, I, I um, I'm like always impressed anytime I'm around you because uh, you keep saying you're 75 years old but y- you run circles around people and, it, and it's like it, it's like this insatiable drive. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll never forget being in uh, being at the Nolanders Trophy one year with you and you were trying to organize a purchase of trees while we were back eating lunch before the demonstrations and you were wheeling and dealing and saying how uh, you didn't really have the money to buy the trees but you needed the trees and I very much relate with that right uh, The trees are worth more than money. To people that have the compulsion to do bonsai, and I was just thinking, Dad, didn't he have just like a massive garden full of trees? But I mean, people would say the same thing about Mariah, and yet, uh, you know, there is still that tree that exists. That for whatever reason it needs to, you need you need to put your hands on it. You need to uh, understand what that tree has to offer, and I, I very much relate with you in in regards to that. But it's quite impressive, man.
1: <laughs> it's really it's quite impressive. <laughs> Well, you know, some people ask me, uh, "When have you retired?" I said, "I have not retired." They cannot believe it. I mean, they think I'm a bonsai professional, and and I'm now s- selling off my my collection. No, the contrary. I still buy trees. I'm not uh, retiring. I'm gonna drop that one day in about twenty-five years, probably when I'm hundred in my garden, okay? Because that's how strong I feel about doing this. Because otherwise, what would I do? Come on, I, I would, I would probably start uh, drinking a lot of beer, watching television all the time, asking what's 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 for eating t- tonight, and this sort of thing, becoming an old man. God, I'm not an old man. <laughs> I refuse to be.
0: Do you think bonsai has made you a better person?
1: I definitely believe because in my my old life when I had an honest job, I was working with these big companies which were full of arrogant people and I'm afraid that I was one of them. I was looking down at people who didn't make a 100,000 a year or who didn't have a university degree or had an IQ lesser than 120. I was actually thinking that this is the minimum. I don't do that anymore. I met an awful lot of people that are... Do not fulfill these requirements. I know quite a few illiterates. You would be surprised how many people cannot read, or write. Right. And I and and I have my, met endless people who are not my my sort of middle upper middle class sort of thing. Uh, and and I love them. Okay, I have met uh, people with prison tattoos, and they got them in prison. Okay, and I have met people who are multi billionaires, and I slept in their house. And when I was slightly drunk, I couldn't. Find my room, because it, it was like a big hotel, there was about fifty rooms in that in that in that building. So, so I've seen I've seen a lot of things, and, and and that has changed me to I think a much better person, and a much more f- fulfilled person. Um, Maybe that's way way too much. I mean, as you realize, I can't go on speaking like this for 10 hours and nobody will want to hear me for 10 hours. I totally understand that. And that's too much for most people. And I'm not saying that you have to be like me, but for me, it feels good. I, I, you know what? I like I like myself, and that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I love myself. How about that? Because I know that that I'm doing a good thing. And I and I and I. Last night we I had this this presentation at the at the club in Sacramento, and I I tried to very hard make this a very professional present. Well, for what? Well, for forty people. Why why would you bother? I do bother. Hey, that's a big difference. And it went so well. People came up, and I saw the love in their face. I said, God, that's why I do it. I so, said, well, Walter, is that not, not vain? I so, said, well, have you ever thought why an artist is an artist and doesn't have an honest job? You know what? He wants praise. Something happened in his early childhood that made, he, made him want more attention than he got at that time. And for the rest of his life, he, he wants to feel love from, from other people. And that's why he's an artist. That's why somebody becomes a ballerina. And if you are ballerina, a prima ballerina, and did very well, then you, you did that because you want to have this applause from, from, from masses of people. Now, that's not vain. That, that, that's an artist, okay? And then another thing is say, oh, this man has a big ego. Yeah, sure. Have you ever thought that you could be a real good artist and not have a big ego? I don't think. You must have an enormous ego. The question is only how you show it. You can the, the, be the biggest hole in the whole, whole bonza circle, or you can be a charismatic sort of person, and I choose to be rather on the bit on the charismatic side. But but both have big ego. But it's a, it's the same ego that you need, and, and the drive, uh, uh, that that uh, the driving force is, is actually this 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 f- desire for attention. Okay, uh, and and if you go to a, a, in psychotherapy, they will the, they will cure you. Okay, and then you stop to be an artist. You're an ordinary person. Okay. One right? of my
2: favorite things, Walter, in watching you teach workshops is that you will work with someone that is an absolute beginner and has a stick in a pot, or in the same workshop you will work with somebody that is very advanced and has a world class tree. Mm. And you, I think you get equal joy. You you really love what you do, and working with people?
1: Well, I, I want to see the glitz in the eyes. I want to, to see that the person all of a sudden understood something which you didn't know before. And all of a sudden sees that when I just move this branch, it makes a difference. And then I make him move the branch, and then he smiles because he can do it. And that gives me joy. My job is making people happy.
0: Do you, do you feel like you got into ballet for the applause?
2: No. Mm-mm. No? No. Uh, Did you
0: enjoy the applause?
2: No, actually. Huh? Uh, you knew when you're a ballet dancer, you never think you have the perfect performance. You're you're always judging yourself on what your shortcomings are. Mm. So in that case, I think I got into ballet because of the love of movement and music and how I felt when I danced. You mm-hmm. you feel free.
0: And as far as then moving into bonsai. Does that same directional approach looking at ballet, it's almost like uh, I just experienced this working with my senpai again, very complex relationship, but he and I talked a lot about the fact that in Japan, you're taught from a perspective of negative, You're, you're never good enough, it's never right, it's never you're never fast enough, you're Mm -hmm. never intelligent. And it's, this is the way that you're taught in Japan as an apprentice for the Mm -hmm. most part. And it was very interesting. I've been very reluctant to have a Japanese artist at Mirai working because I have that association. It's almost like, uh, it's almost like I was thinking about it like a a pressure treated piece of wood Mm -hmm. where you, you have this high pressure system and you have all of these scars on the wood from this pressure pushing this preservative into it and you never remove those scars and that wood is always now a pressure treated piece of wood and the japanese apprenticeship model is a pressure treated human Mm -hmm. and you always have that and coming back to mirai i found that system to be one of the major downfalls of japanese bonsai Not to say that it's not an effective system for the people that can weather that storm. They're very hardened uh, people that can probably, it probably is what it takes to be a bonsai professional, honestly, to be hardened to a degree. Walter, you have some of that from your upbringing uh, and just the durability of being a, a, a mountain person in Germany and the culture that you come from. You have that from your ballet background and that determination, but working again with particularly with somebody from the same dna of the the kimura school um it was interesting, the change in my feeling doing bonsai, being back in that s- system again, where it, it is from the negative that the discussion always originates. And I'm I'm curious, having that in terms of ballet, mm-hmm. does that cross over into the way you view bonsai and yeah. your work with bonsai? And does that taint to some degree your passion for it or...
2: I don't think it taints my passion for it. If anything, I think it makes me more passionate because I want to do it more and more and more. I think what it does is it's very difficult to get out of your own frustrations, your own head, to say to yourself, you know, from years and years and years of you're not good enough. You know, you're not fast enough wiring. You're not clean enough. You're not, you, know, you have to work more. You have to, it's very difficult, your own demons. Mm. You know, to find freedom, that's a challenge. And I, I think you know when you went back, when you talked about that going back and working, did you feel that way? Did you feel like you know some of the freedom that you that you have was now all of a sudden repressed?
0: Yeah, I mean it was just I mean it was just recent, so it's very fresh, right? Uh, and it, and it was like it, it took me uh, talking with my team about the experience, you know, of the of the past ten days to to kind of tease out those threads for me, and I had not been able to understand why my feelings are so stem from such a negative perspective. Um, but, but it makes a lot of sense to me now having, because coming to Marai, this is for me, this is probably a lot like you, Walter in your garden. I mean, this is my space to be free and I really like it. And I like, uh, I like myself when I'm in it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I didn't like myself when I was in Japan and I didn't Necessary Because I was so passionate about bonsai, and I was there for a very specific purpose, mm-hmm. and that was to gain the techniques and the understanding of the art form, but I never had the notion being in Japan that I was going to Japan to learn Japanese bonsai, because I was already collecting trees since I was 12 years old in the Rockies and in the Sierra Nevada as well as in college, and I knew the potential of what existed in North America and what had not been explored. And I knew those shapes were not being created or referenced or utilized. And I was motivated to have the techniques to work on the material that I was collecting. Cause I collected a lot of trees when I was very, very young and I didn't have the skills to work on these trees. So I went to the place where there was the man that had developed skills to do anything mm-hmm. with a bonsai tree. Um, but coming back here and intertwining those two worlds again, having been ten, 10 years separated from it and having this little this ecosystem that exists at Mirai that I think functions way more from a perspective of positivity and the high tide raising all ships. It, it was fascinating to open the door to bringing that negativity into this place, but it was also pretty magical to see how Mr. Fujikawa took on that positivity and recognize that there is a different way. And I, and I recognize that there is a place in Japanese bonsai for that perspective to be changed. And potentially it may be the only way that Japanese bonsai survives, survives, survives because yeah. it is dying. Mm-hmm. And it is not something that I'm speaking to in terms of it dying. That is my perspective because of my experiences in Japan. It is a reality that Japanese professionals are very aware of and acknowledging of and recognizing that if something doesn't change, it's not going to continue to exist in Japan over the long run. And, and I think that that is one of the things that maybe we have to offer to Japan now uh, in terms of a different perspective of thought being outside of the constriction of that culture and the formality of continuing. To beat this nail that's already been hammered into the woods so far that it's impossible to dig it out you know, and that was that was just a really uh, enlightening. I'm I'm so happy that I that that I did open that door because I think that that there's a lot of beauty to come from that and potential oppor- opportunity from the perspective of um, at least providing a different approach or perspective or angle that bonsai can be viewed from.
2: It's interesting in the different stages of your life, right? How you view things.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so, and and just the desire to you know like walter you speaking to the fact that that you're free and the desire to be free the desire to to pursue bonsai in a way that isn't duplicative but is original and authentic it ultimately probably comes from the freedom we have living in cultures that do have a little bit more malleability and less of a conformity mentality mm-hmm. And I don't know if Germany necessarily is like that or if you're sort of a golden egg in terms of finding that freedom because it seems to me Germany is also a very structured
1: culture um, and maybe I just don't understand that correctly. Well no, that's the reputation we have. Uh, that's, that used to be the case and it's more more in the Prussian empire which does not exist anymore. Germany is a very free uh, uh, country i mean you 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 have more more freedom than you have here i believe Mm. Uh, this is the land of the free is germany we we can do what we want and we can say what we want and 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 and, uh, much more than you think Mm.
0: randy i wanted to ask you a question because you've known walter for a very long time yeah and and have you seen walter change over the course of your time
3: Yeah. (coughs) You've mellowed a little bit. Your mind is more Mellowed. And uh, in fact, I was listening to the conversation tonight thinking that uh, you do a better job of communicating less decisively, more open-ended, more embracing of differences and changes as well. And... I don't know what that is, could be just age, maybe, I
1: i don't know. No, that's your influence.
3: <laughs> 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 Perhaps not, but uh, it, it feels like you're, you embrace a wider array of thoughts, views, and it could be that you're a better listener, too, than when I first met you 12 years ago. We were also trying to decide how long ago I met. Uh, we met one another oh six, oh eight, somewhere in there. And um, certainly between you and I, the nature of what is a good collected tree in America has changed, in my opinion. So it, it could be also that you and I just have a different way of uh, relating to one another after 12 years because we only see each other once a year. But uh, it's it's almost as if you just left a couple of weeks ago.
1: Well, you are my younger brother. It's that, it's that simple. And yes, <laughs> uh, we, we see, and then we just continue the conversation that we had 12 months ago. It's just as if nothing happened in between. That's true. Well, thank you very much uh, for telling me that I've changed to the better, I, I understand. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's not, in, not by intention. It's more and more like by coincidence. It just happens.
3: It also feels like the American bonsai population you've perhaps you're not quite as controversial as you were 12 years ago either
1: well you know it has to also to do that uh, it's a cultural uh, clash uh, we have the strong tendency to say things as they are and in america you better don't do that And I, in the old days, insisted to stay in my culture. I mean, you invite me to this country to give a presentation, and I'm not trying to hide the fact that, that, that I am of this opinion. And then I voice my opinion the way I do at home, and this is what I did. I don't do this anymore because I've learned the hard way that you better be a bit more more open a bit milder and not so critical and not so controversial because the americans just don't want it that way in in germany you can't do that you can stand up and raise hell and they will say okay this man is doing a good job and here you do you, you're done so so maybe it's not me that has really changed, it's only the way I appear in public in America has changed because of my experience. <laughs> or maybe now I think I'm a better person. Yes, because Monza makes me a better person. Makes me, yeah, and, 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 and I, I do th- have, think that I'm successful, and this success after a long life, that gives you a good feeling. I mean, how many old people do I know who somehow have not really succeeded, you could even call them losers now that's not a a good feel i would hate to feel like i'm a loser i'm not a loser and that so maybe that changes the way i appear i don't know do you feel do you feel
0: a relatable compulsion to collect trees in the way that you hear you hear walter describe his compulsion to continue to do bonsai
3: Interesting, because I was thinking about that very thing as he was talking about it, and you were asking me those questions. It's like, why do I do this to be, why do I choose to make my living at this? And the freedom concept, I might have described it differently, but it's the same idea, the same thought process, working for myself. Um, I sometimes go back and forth with my partner. Uh, I am also driven to do stuff every day. And uh, not working every day or knocking off at six and not working on weekends, boy, this is tough. (laughs) It's really tough. (laughs) And uh, there was some pressure within the last year to make my collecting trips shorter, which worked to some extent, partly because my son was with me and I got up earlier, but I still work pretty hard and quick, but you can't work 12 hours a day, 10 days in a row, mm-hmm. typically. Not, and then you got driving on top of it and, and all the other things that go with it. But the pressure to be home has relented and relaxed a little bit. And just within the last month or so, as I realized my son may or may not be working with me next year, I was kind of embracing the idea of going back to 10 and 12 and 13 days away. Mm-hmm. and thinking, can I do that? Because I'm older now, too. I'm 59. And I'm thinking, yeah, I, I feel strong. I'm confident. This is an okay thing. What I've just had for the last couple of years is a bit of an interlude. But um, in response to a question we had in the car earlier, I first got into bonsai because I wanted to style and design and make these beautiful trees. And the more I've gotten into it, you know that grew, and I love to grow, and I still do. But interesting thought—we have talked to a guy tonight that is hoping to make his living growing deciduous trees in the ground, and I invited him to have a little discussion with me because I think he is a little bit blind, mm. but also he's blinded by passion and the and the love for doing that. Um, I'm off on a tangent. Sorry. Keep going, man. Keep <laughs> the going. Uh, regarding collecting that that's what i love to do mm. you know i used to hunt a lot i hunt very little comparatively anymore but tree hunting is a thing and the ability to go out there and go where i want when i want how hard i want and explore new country every and, and walk around the bend and see something brand new you were just talking about it with yosemite seeing things in in rock conditions that not on a pristine day but where you have to struggle against the elements a little bit um for me, that heightens my sense of aliveness. And um, I had a counselor one time tell me that, yeah, you're one of those people that draw a lot off nature. And I thought, interesting, because he was a city boy. I don't really draw off nature. I just happen to do what I like to do in the outdoors. He, he missed it completely, but I understood his point. And um, God, I don't, I don't ever— I'll, I'm going to be 75 or 80 when I quit collecting trees. They're going to get smaller, and I don't know how it's going to work. I just know that there's always another way. Mm. Much like there's a dozen ways to design a tree, there'll be a dozen different ways for Randy to get 100-pound trees off the mountain when I'm 77. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just don't know how yet. They'll have and, one of those uh, Navy SEAL exoskeleton, you know, robots. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you like a- Walking a, him up the hill. Walking him up the hill like a robot. There you go. I'll have, maybe they'll have drones by then that are affordable.
0: <laughs> Fly the trees off the mountain. <laughs> maybe
3: not on a bone's eye living, but <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, I have a compulsion to do things. You've, you saw when we first met how a, the drive that I had for whatever it was I was doing. And uh, a few years ago, I had a setback for two or three years, and I just took time off and chilled. And it was good for me. And I kind of, it was a reset of sorts. Mm. I hate that term. But um, at some point, I was whole again and sitting idly, watching TV and not working. that That's a no-go. It's <laughs> like, who, who are these people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know there's plenty. And and uh, I guess I'm not picking on them in in person, but in general, I just don't understand the idea of not having something that you're drawn to do and create possess, accomplish it man that that's part of what life is about is taking control of your own destiny if you can and uh being passionate but I can hear it in my voice right now, it's like, yeah fuck i <laughs> I really look forward to the next trip in the mountains. Cool. Do you feel like you've softened? Yeah. Yeah? I was thinking you were asking about tired. Do I get tired? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just know that uh, I can't go as hard as I did when I was 40. Mm. But uh, I'm also more clever. And uh, I'm pretty... I'm pretty malleable on the mountain. You know, there's always another way. I'll look at things that I can't hardly move and think, all right, this, there's a, and, and I'll find a way to do it. Almost mm. always, not every time, but it's like if there's a will, there's a way. And uh, everybody, has, everybody in this room probably faces challenges, but you probably wouldn't be here pushing this livelihood if you didn't like what you were doing and, and overcoming those challenges. Because mm. we could probably all go do something different and make more money. Um, but you might also be working for other people. Or so. or not necessarily liking what you're doing. Yeah. So for me, it's about the tree collecting, and I love to be around the trees, and I love to see what can be done with them. And I still like to wire trees and mess with them a little bit and repot and do this and that, but I've found my niche. And uh, is that likely to change? Subtly, different ways, different years, probably in two and three years year increments. And then it'll come back to probably, yeah, hey, I just want to go collect trees. Mm-hmm. I want to find good trees and I want to, something uh came up tonight about seeing sculpture in the trees. Um, I love to get out on the mountain and look at trees and I'm really good at sizing trees up quickly and covering ground and looking at 30, 40 trees. and I've said, oh, look at that. And eh, that's not quite right. And then you look around a little bit. Oh, but, From here, this could be done to that. You and I have talked about this and I probably have on on another talk. I'll look at a tree and I'll say, I know what you can do with that tree and make it really good. Now when it gets to my when it gets to the farm and it's in a pot, lots of people won't see it and it'll look like a tree that's a little bit awkward. And I understand that and affects value a little bit, but it's fun to be able to see possibilities on a train say oh okay all of this can work Mm. that doesn't necessarily transfer into a good sale or a good price a lot of times the work is more than the average guy is going to take on or they just don't see it or it's like yeah i'm not going to risk it the health of a tree for that
0: do you uh do you still see trees on the mountain that impress you after all these years of being out there every year every year
3: yeah every year not every trip
0: Do you still think there are trees out there that are of a higher caliber than what you've collected to this point? Absolutely. You do?
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: You don't think you've hit the pinnacle of quality?
3: No. Um, No, that fits in something you were saying earlier, too. There's a drive to do better, have a better season. This year I had an unbelievable year with limber pines. Mm. It was a good year with junipers. Terrible year year for Douglas firs. Um, the Engelmans were fewer next year. It'll be something different. I'll, I'll get into a new area and I'll, I'll and maybe it's just the way I feel. Maybe it's a, a lot of times it's the location. Your eyes, your, your eyes, not always going to be a hundred percent or spot on day after day after day. You get tired and you get sick and you get hurt and you're crippled and you're grumpy sometimes. And, uh, you just know that on those days you might well walk past a great tree mm. 20 feet outside of your, you just didn't see it. Four years from now you come back and I'll be in an area that I've collected and I think I'm moving through it to new ground and it's like oh, what is this? And literally just like, you know, push at it a little bit and it falls out. It's like, ah. <laughs> well, what was I doing that day? I know I've been here. I keep maps. Um, yeah, no, there's, there's always better trees. And there's always a new way of seeing what is a good tree or can be a good tree. Mm. Yeah. It was, it, it it was, it was interesting to me
0: watching your year this year. You, you mentioned just kind of having a setback the past few years and whenever you start to see somebody doing something at a really high level, <laughs> you, you, uh, you know, all everything kind of has to come together to do it at the very best that it can be done it seems to me anyways, uh, I too have had setbacks in the past few years. And um, I know that, but my bonsai heart was not as strong. And it's it's interesting from a collector's perspective to see your your collecting heart kind of rejuvenated and your collecting heart strong again. Not to say that the past years have been bad by any stretch of the imagination, but to see the level that you can push collecting to when all the pieces are in place is, is S- still boggles my mind
3: i hope that i'm only 70 percent there and uh just talking about this i can feel like i'm energized to go collect again but it's frozen solid and it's winter <laughs> and i know nothing's <laughs> happening till may but at the same time i can still like may's not that far away
0: yeah yeah
3: <laughs> uh, it'll be here like that yes and uh and i just know that life will be full between now and then
0: yep yeah yeah wow
2: can I ask you a question? Yeah, you just said something really interesting. You know, you're not supposed to have setbacks. Your heart's supposed to always be in it. You're Ryan Neal. Mm. How do you deal with that? I mean, it's a valid question, yeah. right? I mean, you're you're supposed to be the pinnacle of. That's got to be hard. Hmm.
0: I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I guess I appreciate that. Um, I, know huh. yeah, I feel like um, when you choose to make the move to do something that you're passionate about as a career, your passion's only as strong as, as you are whole as a person, I I guess. And uh, at least this is not something that I necessarily knew or understood until, uh, until I wasn't or as whole as strong as I have historically been. Um, And I think one of the things about my apprenticeship that probably groomed me really well was no aspect of that was pleasant or enjoyable. Uh, I can honestly say I I did not enjoy my six years in Japan at all. Um, But I was there for a reason. And coming back, it it literally was like i had taken six years of joy in life and been void of it. I had to put that somewhere else for six years. And it, it was put into a bank, uh, I guess, is the way I think about it, all of the ideas and the the desires and creativity and notions of what could be just had to kind of be stuffed away. But, but what I experienced when I came back and I felt that freedom, uh, it it was almost like, um, you know, I mean, Mirai was built the first three years of my professional career. When I came back, I traveled for a cumulative uh, number of days that would equal nine out of the 12 months of the year. Yet I managed in three months out of the first, three years to build Mirai to a point where it was a functioning garden and I could have students here. And, and I feel like the trees achieved a certain level at that point in time. And that was just, uh, all of that stored accumulation that had been stuffed away over those six years in Japan. Um, and that energy kind of being actualized to the degree that I really didn't sleep very much for like three years of my life. Um, you know, and, 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 and then that sort of that burst kind of leveled out. You know, I, I, I spent that energy that stored uh, motivation and whatnot. And, and from that point forward, Mariah kind of started generating energy for me. You know, I mean, like you, you, much like a bonsai tree and Walter saying, you know, it's, you take what the tree gives you and that gives each tree the opportunity to be something special. When you create a place that's built on that strategy, it starts to pay you back. You know, And one of the things that, that I've talked about a lot of these conversations I've had with Todd Schlafer on the podcast before, being a traveling bonsai professional, um, I don't know how you do it, Walter, all, all these years. I, I honestly don't because um, you go places and you spend that energy. And what I've noticed about Mariah spending the energy here, I get that energy back. Um, but as you travel, you have to find different ways to, to keep that well filled and a lot of times it's with the people and the human interactions the joy and and seeing people have breakthroughs and find that ability to learn bonsai and be enabled to pursue bonsai in a way that they feel good about because you've been able to share something with them that improves their capacity to do that Um, but ultimately my my battery has become this place and even through down times when I couldn't give this place everything that I felt it deserved or the trees here that I felt it deserved. I was groomed over six years to be able to continue to do what I do from a discipline perspective, Mm -hmm. uh, even though my heart wasn't necessarily where I had experienced it being up to that point. And I think that is probably the biggest component of having apprenticed in Japan is learning how to do bonsai as a discipline more than as a creative endeavor, because bonsai in Japan to a large degree is a craft and not necessarily an art uh, as I see it anyways. And that's, that's a very generalized, um, broad sweeping brushstroke that doesn't in any way do justice to the high level of art that some people practice bonsai with in Japan um, because there definitely are bonsai artists in Japan, but I think there are far more bonsai craftsmen in Japan. Um, and so, you you know, like finding that freedom here and not having the conformity of the box allows us to potentially explore things that wouldn't be as possible in that culture. But I, I value the discipline that it taught me. And I think that's kind of how I, how I got through that. But I mean, I can look at the work that I did over the recent years and I can see in that tree that it's, it, it was work that was done via the discipline and not necessarily via, from the heart. And, and, um, having that back just the same as being able to see in Randy's year of collection this year, seeing there, there is, it's, it's a visible difference and you can't hide from the reflection that the trees give you. They tell you everything about somebody and whatever you're a ceramicist, um, you know, Ron Lang and his wood fired kiln in Pennsylvania and then his big transition to North Carolina, there was a shift in his ceramics for a moment and speaking with Ron over the course of his journey and doing the lab project together with Pacific Bonesai Museum and Ron getting reestablished in North Carolina and the next phase of his life, his ceramics have taken on a new life again. And 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 so no matter what the endeavor is, you see this reflection in that uh, product of where the person is and... And although you might not know the exact things that are happening in their life, you can't hide from the fact that it's visible. And I think this is what creates a lot of the controversy in bonsai. And I think this is what creates a lot of the pride or the hurt feelings and critiques or um, you know discussions about trees or the ranking of trees or the judging of trees or any aspect of uh, a suggestion to somebody's work or execution of technique that does stir up conflict is, is, this is, this is not probably unique to Boneside, but I think it is highly visible in Boneside because ultimately it comes down to being a reflection of the individual. And even if we're not aware of that subconsciously, that ego or that pride or that uh, susceptibility that um, making yourself vulnerable by putting this piece out there, all of a sudden when somebody says something about it that doesn't feel good, It hits you as a human being. They're talking about you at that point in time, and that understanding that as a boneside professional, to me, becoming aware of that has really changed. I think the way that I approach trying to teach and also trying to um, speak with people about boneside, because you recognize that you're you're really they're going to take it as you're talking about them.
2: You just said a really good word, vulnerable. Vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah, it does make you very vulnerable.
0: Bonsai is a, it's a weird, it's a weird quirky little microcosm and it, and it is an extremely vulnerable Mm -hmm. space to be in. And I think where it becomes the most sensitive is when you do deviate, you know, why do people hold on to the right or the wrong? Why do people continue to replicate a tree that is, that is a patternized form that's been accepted as the right way to do it in terms of the traditional replication of the proportions and shapes that we commonly see in Japan. And I think it's because it's secure and it's safe. It's very, very safe. And it's not that safe to deviate from that because you do now impress upon that tree a portion of yourself that people can then talk about and say they don't like. And when you replicate that model, everybody says, okay, you're, you're, yep. Yep. You are falling in, you are in the lines and we understand it and we accept that as good and all good. It's all good. You're good. You're safe. But, but that doesn't necessarily have the ability to connect with people as much as when you make yourself vulnerable and you put something out there that is a reflection of you. And I've said this a lot. I would rather somebody hate a tree that I do than be ambivalent to a tree that I've, that I do because at least then you're eliciting an emotion mm-hmm. or conjuring up something that is beyond them saying cool thank you for staying inside of the box and inside of the lines we accept that you have followed the protocol and we are we feel indifferent about that it's not you don't always have to try and strike controversy or break new ground you know but but sometimes putting that out there and, and, and expressing yourself in this way is what it means to do bonsai as an art. It is an expression when you start to do that. And that, in my mind, is where the value is because all of a sudden you do get to see that person. And, the, and, I, and I find that to be the most valuable part of this art form. That's my feelings on that. Well, I very much, I could, I could do this all night. I think uh, you could too. Walter's on the verge of sleep as I see it and uh it's seven in the morning what time is it here ten, ten. ten. holy
2: shit it's seven a. in germany for them
0: wow it's wow. time to get up <laughs> it's time to get up what uh when do you guys go back to germany on, on saturday on saturday yeah okay all right you guys come up during the day tomorrow we'll take a sure. look around yeah that'd yeah. be that'd sure. be very enjoyable Uh, Thank you guys for making the time to sit down with us. I I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed conversing with you guys. I've been looking forward to this, Walter, your trepidation of doing a podcast. I hope it was relieved
1: yeah that's okay that's fine I I can do that again (laughs) Uh, you can do it again I hope so I hope this is the first of many yeah well whenever I come you just do a podcast with me that's fine that sounds good I think we can do that and we will teach uh, Thomas much better English so next time he can say a lot
2: he was worried about his English I kept telling him his English is fine
1: yes you held back the
0: chef we need to dig into that more we'll have to bring
3: out some more wine we're gonna
0: have to get (laughs) some (laughs) wine we're
3: gonna have to Lube,
0: lube Thomas up yeah. a little bit with some liquor, <laughs> I think, to get more out of him. Yeah, no, very enjoyable. Randy, thanks for joining us too, man. It's, it's always good to wrap with you. Yeah, it was good.
3: good to get up here and good to meet Jennifer and Tomas and uh, get Walter out in the West Coast again for absolutely, however short a time it might be. At least this year, first time in four years, we've got dry weather and it's not. Some form yeah, no, of frozen right. rain. Right,
0: <laughs> Walter's not got his camera under his jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys very much. I wish you a safe journey on your way home. And, uh, and Jennifer, I look forward to next year. Should be Cheers. awesome. Awesome. I thank agree. you guys. Cheers. Thank you.